Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Are you a business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll? MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff. MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to mwgemployerservices.com. You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Oh, that's right. I have to talk first. I forgot. I forgot. So you see other guy. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for joining me here on a Friday afternoon. I am live in my hometown of Starkville, Mississippi at the Greater Starkville Development Partnership. We are so happy to be here in Mississippi's college town today. And on my, well, on my left, there's nobody here. It's just me, which is really all you need when you, when you get right down to it. Those other two guys. What do they really bring to the program? That's what we're going to analyze over the next three hours. I have a, 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 a spreadsheet prepared of what Richard Cross and Michael Borky actually take away from this program. Thankfully, my good friend Will East is with me here in Studio X. We are so glad to have you here with us on a Friday. Will, I'm very glad you're here because oh, thank you. I, you, you know me, right? You know who I am and you know what I'm about. And uh, I feel like we could go off the rails very easily. And I feel like you are a guy who you're a good conductor. You'll keep us on. I will try to keep you on the tracks. Okay, on this. All right, we'll see how that goes. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Very important college football weekend. I feel like this is the one where, you know, we've been making predictions and all this kind of fun stuff. This is where the the metal hits the uh, the old foot hits the pedal on the gas, and we really see who's made of what. All right, that's a good cliche. I'll, I'll take that. I love a good college football cliche, and we're, we're going to work with that there. So, yeah, this is a, a huge college football weekend, and we have got plenty to talk about here with you on a Friday. We've also got some great guests uh, coming in to talk to us today. Uh, from a Mississippi State perspective, Dr. Mark Keenan will join me at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. Uh, the director of the Bulldog Initiative, Charlie Winfield, will be by here at 537. We have very specific times here, by the way. I, was, I, I sent out a, a text yesterday. I was like, hey, can you come on at 437? And the guy was just like, that is a really specific time. I was like, that's how we roll here on Super Talk. We, we know what time we want to start talking and what time we're going to be quiet. Um, my good friend Robbie Falk will be by to join us in the 5 o'clock hour as well. And because I know a lot of our Ole Miss listeners, they heard, wait a minute, just hey, Dad? It's just hey dad today. What about wait? I don't I don't like that. I, we got you covered. The voice of the rebels will join us in Wasn't the next. Wasn't just old Miss people uh, saying that. Minutes. By the way, uh, <laughs> there were Mississippi State people saying that. I yeah. want to talk to them if that's the case. They 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 they, they I'm I am I'm as fair and unbalanced as uh, unbalanced <laughs> uh, fair and balanced. That, that may have been a Freudian slip. We'll take that out. Take that off the podcast. 
Uh, but anyway, the voice of the Rebels, David Kellum, he's going to join us in about eh, just, just uh, over 10 minutes. We'll talk about Ole Miss and Texas A&M, what a huge game that is in Oxford uh, tomorrow at 11 a.m., a game that uh, could set the table for one of the biggest games in Ole Miss history next weekend uh, when, they, when they head to Athens to take on the Georgia Bulldogs. Of course, Mississippi State, a 6.30 kickoff here in Starkville tomorrow night against the Kentucky Wildcats, a game that, you know, Mississippi State has played Kentucky every year since 1990, and they don't play them next year. And this has been, you know, Dan Mullen described it as a rivalry, and I don't know if I would actually go that far with it. I don't know if there's a lot of Mississippi State fans walking around like, oh, God, I hate Kentucky. Man, do I not like Kentucky with their bourbon and their horse racing. Nobody wants that. So Yeah, with and their, and their fried chicken. Nobody wants that from Kentucky. Anyway, I don't think that's the case. But... It's the last time, you know, until until who knows with, you know, the divisions are gone, and now that East-West permanent thing is gone, so Mississippi State and Kentucky, which has been a series that has provided some pretty good memories and some some great wins for the Bulldogs and some really tough losses, uh, and some some you know some great players have played in that series. It's kind of gone away, and you know, I don't know if "sad's" the right word, but it's it's definitely something that it keeps you know you have to take a look at, and you're just like, ah, eh, gonna miss that, gonna miss not playing Kentucky each and every year. So we'll talk about that game in depth. We'll do two questions uh, in the four o'clock hour and really get into those games a little bit. It's a loaded Friday show. We got Bruce Marshall coming by, or not? He's not coming by. He's not here. I wish he was in Starkville because we would head straight down to the Pearl River Resort and I'd just be like, "Just tell me what to do, buddy. Just you, you, you line it up and we'll knock him down." And we, I could maybe I could retire after that weekend. Maybe I could just call Will up and be, "Hey, Will." You know, uh, I really didn't actually like you, and uh, you know, I can move on with my life at that point. Will, are you still there? I'm here. No? I'm okay. here. <laughs> so, great show, though. Really looking forward to it. I, I love being in my hometown, first off, because you don't have to travel. You know, it's just I, I literally live eight minutes that way. You just, you just go down that street, take a left, take another left. You're at my house. Please don't, please don't go to my house, but that's where I live. And... I love being here in Starkville. I like being in Oxford. I won't lie to you. I, you know, we're going to be in Oxford in a few weeks. It's always a great time there. The, the, when we come to these college towns, when we come to Starkville, they, they treat us so well here. Uh, and and we, we love being here. We love talking to the folks, finding out all the great things that are happening here. And on a college football weekend, if you're a, an SEC fan, if you're an Ole Miss fan, a state fan, a USM fan, you know what it's like in these towns when you come to, to them on the weekends when – the restaurants are all packed, and then and there's a line to get in just about anywhere, and you know you see everybody out having a good time. It's fun. This is what we, what we enjoy the most about college football and the things we enjoy in our, our towns, and that's what makes them special. Let me ask you this. How does the Kentucky f- fan base travel for football? So... And that's what, you know, I know being an Ole Miss fan, Will, that, you know, Kentucky and Ole Miss haven't played very much. I think Kentucky brought a decent crowd to Oxford last year, but that's because they hadn't, when was the last time they had been in Oxford? It it, it had been a long time. With this being a game that you get all the time, Kentucky travels okay. I'll I'll just put it that way. I mean, because it's a long drive, you know, that's that's, that's an eight-hour drive from Lexington. Um, I'm trying to remember when they were in 2021, when the last time they were here, they were in the top, I think, 10 when they came to Starkville. So they brought a pretty good crowd uh, to that game. 
one thing that's hurt Kentucky over the past few years is they haven't won in Starkville in a long time. Uh, 2008 is the last time the Wildcats won a game here. Mississippi State hasn't won in Lexington since 2014. So uh, Zach Arnett said on his Monday press conference, uh, hope that holds up in terms of the uh, the home team having the uh, the big advantage there. So two big games here in the Magnolia State this week. Really looking forward uh, to those. And looking forward to this. This I look forward to this remote every year, mainly because normally Richard comes and I can just make fun of him. Uh, I don't have that that today. And I'm not going to make fun of Will because Will's a really nice guy. Uh, you know, I don't. He, he tries to. He tries to come off as this, you know, hard nosed boss. He's like, oh, I'll tell you what for, and I'll, but he's not. He's just a big softy, aren't you, Will? I am. I didn't know that. You big softy. That's what. You, in fact, that's what I'm gonna start calling you. Okay. <laughs> for this day forth, you're big softy East. No, I don't <laughs> like that at all. Now that I think about it, so. Gerard was here earlier today. They tried. To, we got a cowbell here on the uh, on the desk. They it's tried a beautiful to get Ger- cowbell. It's a very nice one. It it's like very it's nice. Been, uh, they tried to get Gerard to ring it, and he wouldn't do it. Gerard wouldn't. Well, I'm sure this is like this is just for show. This is not a uh, oh, take that, to the game it's cowbell. It's not a functional cowbell. It's no, it works. You, know, you, know, you got you got sound oh, and everything, okay. but. But what you know, this is not one. This is this is a this is a piece that you want to keep in your home and be like, look at my beloved cowbell. This is not. This is not. Hey, I, I, I took this to the uh, 1996 Alabama game and rang it to the point where I had tendonitis the next day. Cowbell. So, so what's your cowbell situation at the Haydad household? It's it's sitting on the uh, the mantle because obviously what, what, I don't. Tell uh, me about it. They, what does it look like? I have a white cowbell. Mine is white. Okay. I, I, I went with a white one with an MSU sticker on it and. Uh, you know, it's it's pretty basic to be honest with you. I don't I, I haven't rang it at a at a game in you know a decade. They don't. I, you know, the first game I was like I, I showed up to the game to cover it. I had my laptop and I was well dressed and I brought my cowbell and they were like, no, that doesn't work. You can't you can't ring that here in the press box. Hey, Dad. So I was like, well, what about all this bourbon I brought in? And they were like, nope, not that either. And. So, because so you, yeah, you, you, know, you have different styles of cowbells, you know, you got this, oh yeah, you got the yeah. people and you with can get the you can spend big money ones. on a cowbell. You, you yeah. get the old rusted ones. You get the the chrome plated ones. Yeah. You know, for the high dollar rollers. Yeah, and then you've got the the old the double cowbell, which is yeah. quite impressive. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Just, that's more. You can't. You can't. You got to like go back and forth with that thing. It's like <laughs> this thing here. It's like you're pulling on the eighteen wheeler uh, horn. Uh, <laughs> And of course, the, one of the—I don't know if you know this about cowbells or not, uh, Will—but you can't buy your first one. You're not allowed to buy your first oh, one. Oh, you're not. I didn't know that. It's—it's a—it has to be a gift. Your first cowbell, somebody has to give it to you, and then after that, you can buy a cowbell. When when it, when inevitably the clapper flies out in the middle of a game and it hits somebody in the head three <laughs> rows in front of you, which may or may not have happened to somebody talking right this second, you know. May have just seen the thing and you got just watched hit it. By the, the no, clapper. no, 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 quite the other way around. Uh, Will, uh, my, mine gave out and decided to eject on me, oh. and I, just, I, I saw it hit the guy, and he turned around, and I, I made the comment. I just kept ringing the empty shell. <laughs> it just looked like I had because what can noise tell? does it make when you have it's, empty? It doesn't, but at least I look like it was making noise. And they, they, that way I wasn't, you know, nobody knew. Because if I had been looking in my cowbell, the guy would have been like, it was him. So I just <laughs> played it off and kept ringing an empty shell. And, you know, that's how, that's how it goes see, sometimes. you could have done this. The guy not ringing his cowbell. Exactly. That's why you have to, you have to blend in there. So, all right. We're going to talk about the opposite of cowbells when we come back. David Kellum, the voice of the Rebels, will join us. Huge, huge game in Oxford this weekend. Let's talk to him about the Rebels and the Aggies when we come back. 
Live here from Starville, Mississippi at the Greater Starville Development Partnership. I'm Brian Haydad. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll be back in just a minute. at the Greater Starkville Development Partnership. I'm Brian Haydad. We go now to the uh, Farm Bureau guest line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team. The voice of the Ole Miss Rebels. And my good friend, people people think that I, I don't have any friends in Oxford. I can name at least three. And one of them is David Kellum. And I'm glad that he's uh, he's here with me on, on the program. David, how are you doing, man? Good to talk to you. Brian, doing, doing great, man. I'm impressed you got three. That's, that's pretty high number. Well, I got you. And, I, and I've got Richard, and I have yeah. the manager at Southern Coop because I go there every time I'm in Oxford, oh, and he just loves me. He loves when I walk in. Yeah, they'll take money from anybody, that's for sure, <laughs> up, uh, up in this part of the world. But uh, uh, you probably got a few more than that, no doubt. I might. So you're you're, you're I, manning the show on your own today, huh? Yeah, well, you know, Cross never works. Uh, you know how that is. You've, worked, you've quote, worked <laughs> with him for long enough. And then Borky needed a day off, too. So there, I was just like, you know what? If any man could shoulder the load, it is me. So I'm here. I'm here. And I'm glad to be talking with you before a huge game for the Ole Miss Rebels on Saturday. It feels like, you know, one thing you know this, when you win a big game, the next game becomes the big game. And they just keep building and building and building. And now we're at this Texas A&M game. Last year, in the, the later parts of the season, you know, Ole Miss, it, it got away from them. I don't see that happening with this Ole Miss team. What's different about this Rebel team to you from a, from a year ago? Well, you know, I think a, a couple of things, uh, and who knows, we're, you're right, we're, all, we're in the exact same position pretty much as we were a year ago. One of those is that depth is, is better, uh, Brian. When you get to this time of the season, you, still, you know, you may lose a player or two and it's just part of the beast with with playing college football, but our depth is a lot better, and we've gotten some guys back. Uh, pre-scoring that tight end has helped us tremendously on the offensive side, and then Trey Harris, who came out of the gate so hot early as a wideout, is is back and healthy and playing good. And so, you know, I think I think that's one of the keys is is depth and being you know staying healthy so you don't have to dip too deep uh, in that depth. And we've just been playing good. We're playing better football. I thought last year. Uh, you know, we lost a game or two and kind of got down. This team seems to play through adversity maybe a little bit better than, than last year's team, but we still got a very tough road. This, this A&M team, like you mentioned, uh, big, big game and, and you look at their record, you just scratch your head like, what is going on? Because they are really, really talented. Great defense. In fact, they lead all power five teams with 75 tackles for losses and 33 quarterback sacks, which is just, crazy so it's going to test our offense which is really good as everybody knows so that's going to be um kind of interesting when those two units are are on the field but overall this a&m team is is really really talented we got to play a good good game and a clean game you, you talked about how good the Ole Miss offense is, and, and of course under Lane Kiffin, that's been the calling card for the Rebels. But this defense this year has taken huge step forward under under Pete Golding. Uh, I, 
they're not necessarily a dominant defense, but they they're very opportunistic. They make plays. They they force turnovers. Now, how big a part of the turnaround for this season? And it's hard to say turnaround. They were seven and one at a time this time a year ago. But I, that's why I feel more confident in this Rebel team in that they're just better defensively than they were a year ago. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. I mean, we're currently fourth nationally in sacks ourselves with three point eight per game, and we're getting about eight tackles for losses a game, too. And those are huge plays, you know, especially in league games. Uh, you know, you get one or two more of those, and it can might, the, it might make the difference in the game. You know, everybody points at turnovers, but sometimes just a quarterback hurry that causes a, you know, bad throw and an incomplete pass can be huge. And it's been a very disruptive defense uh, that Pete's put together. And that defensive front, you know, there's been years – uh, Brian, we've had two guys on the defensive front. Hope we didn't have to put somebody else in. You know, <laughs> but we're at that point where we're we're rotating. You know, six, seven, eight guys on a, on a regular basis, and by the end of the game, we're really fresh on the defensive front. I think that's just been huge. In fact, we had uh, on our show not too long ago. We visited with Jared Ivy on the coaches' show, and I asked him that question. And this was several games back. And he said, no doubt. He said, we are fresh at the end of the game. And so I, I think that's really important uh, as well, you know, to be able to have uh, enough warm bodies up front. Because you know how it is. It's all about the trenches. Ole Miss fans have been treated through the years through a lot of great quarterback play. And Jackson Dart this year is having a, a fantastic season. He's a guy that I, I thought was really good a season ago. You knew there was a, another level for him, though. You knew that if he ever tapped into the, the full potential, he was going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the country. I feel like he's getting there at this point. What's been the biggest difference for him this year versus last year? I think playing a little cleaner. I mean, he's only got four interceptions at this point, which is really good. He also he runs the ball better than I think opponents give him credit sometimes. Uh, 326 yards rushing, seven TDs rushing. He has the longest run on the team right now, 68 yards. So he knows kind of when to, to, to do that as opposed to, you know, being flushed and run. I, he's just become a really, really solid quarterback. You know, I think one of the things with him, Brian, too, is that so three years in a row, this guy who's super talented – you know, has had to win his job. He had to do it at USC the yeah. first year. He had to do it last year. He had to do it again this year. You know, I'm sure he'd like to come back next year and say, hey, am I the guy this year? But uh, <laughs> he, he, I think he plays with a, a certain chip on his shoulder. And, you know, i got to go out there and prove myself every day. And then sometimes that can work to your favor. Uh, I don't think there's any people doubting Jackson Dart and how good he is and what he means to this, this offense. But it does seem like that he, you know, is, is – constantly out there trying to prove himself he's, he's 60 more rushing yards away to become the third member of the 5,000 1,000 club uh, amongst our Ole Miss quarterbacks John Paul Matt Corral and Jackson Dart and you know you're looking at him you know only as a, a third year player yeah I, I you know I you know with the way Lane Kiffin works the transfer portal you never know there could, he could, could look up next year and there's two right. more quarterbacks right. in there. Right. It, it, could, right. it could easily be that way for him. Well, and it's worked. It's got him fired up. Yeah. Maybe he needs some more competition next time around, that's for sure. Lane Kiffin, uh, how to put this, has had he's had some fun at Jimbo Fisher's expense over the past couple of years, not only beating him on the field, but he, he's, he likes to have his little moments with him. Which, And I'll be honest with you, David, I like it when he does it too. I think it's hilarious when you talk to Delane. You know, maybe away from the microphones a little bit. What's his relationship like with Jimbo Fisher? Is there something there, or is it just Lane knows how to how to make the show work? I, I think it's more he knows how to make the show work. I, I don't know if you could get it out of him. 
and say, hey, which coach in this league do you like? Which coaches do you not like? Who do you have a good relationship with? Who do you not have a good relationship with? You know, I think he respects pretty much everybody uh, in the league and uh, around the country as well. And, and Lane, I've seen him, you know, gradually mature here at Ole Miss, and, and I think he's, he's kind of backed off in. I've got to do everything. He's surrounded himself with good coaches, and he's had a lot of change in the staff too. So, uh, you know, but, but I don't know. The direct relationship with Jimbo, I know he wants to beat him, but he kind of wants to beat everybody. But yeah. I don't think Jimbo is in his group text of coaches. Let's put it that way. They got, he has a group text with a whole bunch of coaches across the country that he's been friends with or worked with before. I don't know if Jimbo's in that one. That, that would be an interesting one to be to be in to, to get a chance to see a screenshot or two from that. So I was I was in Oxford. I don't know if you know this or not. I came up for the Arkansas game and uh, was really I really came. Away, this is, by the way, David, I'm about to give Ole Miss some compliments here. I don't know if you're prepared for that or not, but it's it's going to happen. You're going to get fired. You better be No, kidding. no. Who's going to fire me at Super Talk for talking good about Ole Miss? How's that going to work? So, that isn't going to work. So I was very impressed with, with the atmosphere, with the way mm-hmm. Ole Miss runs the game. Which, they use the video board, the way that Glenn Waddell brings the crowd up, the way they use music. As their play-by-play announcer, do you draw off of what's going on in the state? I mean, never mind the crowd, but what else is going on in the stadium? Does that add to you as a broadcaster? I think it it does to a certain extent. You, you can't really constantly pay attention to that. In fact, I get disappointed because I miss out on some of the things they're doing. I said, what are we doing right now? Uh, mm-hmm. When they did the drones with the, the SIP thing, and I thought, what in the world is that? And then somebody had to explain it to me, you know. So they don't they don't brief me every week on what's going on. But the marketing folks here are phenomenal. They've done a tremendous job. And I think, uh, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of an AD we had several years ago, Brian, who said, uh, you know how you market W-I-N. That's how you yeah. spell it, W-I-N. And, and, and there's a lot of truth to that. I mean, you got to have some success, and then it's, it can be enhanced the other way. But uh, we've done some really cool things. Getting the lights where you can flash them on and off and all that is, is really good. But the atmosphere is good. And I'm, to be honest with you, it's because the students have responded in maybe the best year ever. I've been doing this a long time, and our student section has just been fantastic. They've been packed over there. They're staying predominantly for the entire games, unless it's you know a big old blowout or something. But uh, and they brought a lot of heat, and so that that's been nice to see. But you know, you go around our league, and it's it's not just Ole Miss. Everybody else is doing it too, and you're know, trying to make it very difficult. I mean, we had some false starts at all. That, that it was because of that crowd. I mean, it was just crazy. And they hadn't even won an SEC game and still had it packed and doing uh, doing their thing, too. And so I'm really pleased that, that our fan base has responded big way. They've kind of grasped hold of the marketing piece and what it means to being successful. Big game, 11 a.m., Ole Miss versus Texas A&M. And, and David, I, I, I've only got a couple seconds left here, but... If they win this one, David, next week is going to be up there for you with some of the biggest games you've ever called when Ole Miss heads to Georgia for that one. So I think the Rebels are going to get it done this weekend, and uh, you're going to be calling a heck of a football game next week in Athens, Georgia. So David Kellum, voice of the Rebels, thanks so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Good to talk to you, man. Thank you, Mr. Say Dad. Talk to you later. We'll be back in just a minute. Here from Starville, we'll talk some high school football with Will East. Big, big win for Tupelo last night. I want to get his thoughts on that before we get into tonight's schedule. Back in just a minute here on Sports Talk Mississippi.
Sports Talk Mississippi. Sports. Sports. On your radio and in the game. Super Talk Mississippi. Live in Starkville, Mississippi at the Greater Starkville Development Partnership. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. I'm Brian Haydad. Will East joins me now. We're going to talk about some high school football. And we're joined by Keith Walker from the uh, the Scoreboard Show, who was on with us a few weeks ago. Brought a lot of great information. Looking forward to hearing about some great high school matchups. But before we talk about tonight or, or the playoff brackets that are already set in 7A, 6A, and 5A, Will, I want to come up here to North Mississippi and Tupelo absolutely hammering Starkville last night on the blue turf. What happened there with the Yellow Jackets? This is a team that they've been sort of up and down this year, and I think before the season we all thought they might have a, a good chance to repeat in 7A. Yeah, Keith can can chime in on this one, but Starkville's been one of the more difficult teams to figure out. they got all the talent in the world. Uh, they got Braylon Birdside at wide receiver. They've got Trey Petty at quarterback. And when they're on point, they are – impossible to stop for a high school secondary. You just can't stop them. But getting on point, it seems to be the problem with uh, Startville. And, you know, last year, Keith, they kind of stumbled in the middle of the season and then got hot at the right time. They squeaked into the playoffs and then made this incredible run and, and won a state championship. Seems like this year they're kind of falling apart at the end of the season, and that's not when you want to fall apart, right? Yeah, they, they, uh, Starkville, and it's great to be with you again, uh, Brian. Uh, great to be here. I always, I'm a big fan of Sports Talk Mississippi. But just getting back to Starkville, this year they seem a little, a little feast or famine. They they start out pretty good. They had the loss to Louisville this year. Then they had the loss to Germantown, who I want to mention uh, got their first ever playoff uh, appearance coming up uh, next week. That win got them in the playoffs. And Starville played better. They beat Madison Central. They seemingly like we'll have Madison Central's number. Yeah. But then last night, you know, performance like that year, a little, you know, a little maybe unsure about them. The thing, like you said last year, that may help them. They got hot at the right time, and and they did go into Tupelo last year in the North Championship and won. So I'm not going to just completely write them off, but. Obviously, they got some things to correct before the playoffs next week. Yeah, they're Brian. They're they're a lot like like Oak Grove right now, a team that mm-hmm. has seems like their roster is just filled with D one talent. But there's been games where they just haven't been able to put it all together. Versus a team like Brandon, which is the hottest team in the state right now, who who struggled at the beginning of the year. They they started the season zero and two. They lost to. Uh, Madison Central got blown out by Madison Central. They lost to Picayune to start the season. But now they're getting hot at the right moment, and they seem like they're definitely the team to beat in 7A. Uh, they're going to be faced up with, I believe, Harrison Central. I believe that's the matchup in the first round of the playoffs um, uh, next week. But you got that team, and then in uh, – you got Brandon in, in in Region Three of Seven A, and then Keith on the coast. It's really it, the big surprise to me has been Ocean Springs, who ends up as your region as your Region Four champ. Just an incredible job by uh, by the the Greyhounds there. I thought they were going to fall apart this season. I'll be honest with you. They they lost their head coach Blake Pinnock. He went over to Gulfport. Bray Hubbard's now at the University of Alabama, and. I, 
I really thought they were going to struggle this year. I thought Gulfport would be the, the, the team to beat, and Gulfport was the number two seed, but Ocean Springs just an incredible season. Yeah, they've been uh, they've been pretty solid. They just, uh, you know, I want to say maybe the one loss they had this year, I believe it was Northwest Rankin. I'll set that bracket up for you, Will. It's uh, Harrison Central traveling to Brandon, actually, next week. Okay. Uh, great job by them to sneak in the playoffs as the four seed down there. Uh, Pearl who basically had a clutch win last night. They had to win last night because had they lost and with the result with Northwest losing to Brandon, Northwest would have made it in because of the tiebreaker. But the Pearl won another story. Meridian, who's a younger team, Meridian gets in with Marcus Bowles, the former coach uh, we know at Petal at Wayne County's won state championships. His first year, I think he's one of the surprises. He got Meridian into the playoffs. They'll be traveling to Ocean Springs. That might be one, Will. I might even look at maybe picking as an upset next week. I like uh, Meridian, even though they didn't play well last night, probably played their worst game getting shut out by Pearl 21 to nothing. I really like this team. I think they're going to play loose, and we'll see. And then you've got Biloxi traveling up to Oak Grove. And let me mention, you mentioned Oak Grove a while ago, Will. Uh, Oak Grove, uh, the quarterback for Oak Grove, if a lot of fans are listening out there, is uh, the grandson of the great Reggie Collier that played at Southern Miss. I need to give him uh, props to Anthony Maddox last night. You mentioned a clutch performance uh, in a game you need to get ready for the playoffs. 21-30 for 355 yards, threw for three touchdowns, and ran for 96 yards. Uh, that's one team that Lance talked about early, and I think maybe a team that can challenge Brandon this year would be Oak Grove. I kind of – Will, I would say right on the spot right now, I would pick Oak Grove to come out of the south and somehow beat Brandon. No, Brandon's playing great football but you got to prove it in the playoffs. And I just – I really like Oak Grove, how they played last night, how they bounced back. And and they owe Brandon after Brandon spanked them pretty good in the regular season. So I'm, I'm really on this Warrior team. We'll see if they can uh, and make it out of the South. Yeah, in 6A, uh, just looking at it, South Panola is – I don't want to say they're back because they, they've made the playoffs every year for the past, you know, what – 20, 25 years now, but they haven't been the South Panola that we knew them as, the University of South Panola, but they've been making the playoffs. So this year, in this new uh, configuration of 6A, they've done really, really well. Uh, they're the number one seed, but the the talk of 6A this year has been, obviously, on Picayune, the uh, back-to-back defending state champ, and now it's Wes Jones, who, guys, just had an incredible season. They give up 36 total points this entire season. They gave up 16 points in the opening game to Laurel. Since then, no one has scored double digits on them. They've had like five shutouts. They have a kid by the name you'll love this, Brian Haydad. They have a kid by the name of Lunch Meat uh, on the defensive <laughs> line who's just tearing things up right now. They've been really the talk of uh, of 6A and, uh, and Keith, do you see it kind of the same way? Yeah, uh, Will. I mean, they actually gave up a touchdown last night. So, I mean, they're slumping. It was 37 to 7. Just really kind of looking at 6A real quick, Will. Uh, you would be probably looking at a West Jones and perhaps uh Picayune showdown in the South State Championship. Picayune is getting healthy. And I think if they're at full strength, there'd be a handful. Uh, for West Jones. Maybe West Jones maybe has it this year, although I still would probably go with Picayune. Maybe a little bit of an advantage if they're healthy and they have all their horses. Uh, as far as the north, 
Will, one of the matchups you always mention every year in the preview, you do an excellent job with that, that we could see in the second round uh, is Vicksburg. If they get by Grenada and Sautello comes to Warren Central, next week you would have a rematch of Warren Central-Vicksburg. And in that series this year, Vicksburg, of course, Lost there right at the end. They threw an interception in the end zone when they had a chance, probably, if they could have got a field goal to beat them. Just file that there if they that matchup happens in the second round. Uh, maybe Vicksburg can finally – and Vicksburg got to the South State Championship last year in 5A. I'm not going to say that they couldn't finally get there and get, get this uh, Warren Central monkey out their back if they can do it. But uh, I would say South Panola uh, looks really tough in the north. Uh, we'll see. And then, like I said, uh, West Jones and Picayune, probably your teams are looking in the south in 6A. Yeah, it's very – you'll hear us say this many times uh, as the playoffs roll around. It's it's hard to beat a team twice in the same season. In 4A – sorry, in 5A, uh, just kind of looking at it, you know, West Point's been not really the West Point that we know and love the the past couple of games. They, they've struggled a little bit. They started 0-2. They lost a, another game in there somewhere. Holmes County Central and West Point could meet up if everything falls into place and the people that are supposed to win are supposed to win could meet next in the second round of the playoffs on November seventeenth, and that would be a matchup, probably the best one of the best matchups in in, in all of five A football this year. Well, you know, we we uh, one of the friends of our program, uh, Garrison Davis, the quarterback. He came in from Ridgeland to Holmes County Central this year. Congratulations to him and the, uh, the, the team. They went undefeated 11 and 0. They won the region last night, uh, by beating Canton 39 to 14. Yeah, it sets up an interesting matchup. Uh, West Point with, uh, Coach Chambliss just seems to get it done every year. Starts slow, but, uh, rounding in the form. Uh, maybe also kind of looking at that, uh, in the South, uh, Will. You've got uh, Brookhaven and um, Laurel potentially meeting in the second round. Uh, Brookhaven with a nice season, uh, uh, bouncing back. And then Laurel uh, with a gutsy win last night. And then you have uh, Wayne County who kind of got in. They're kind of sneaking in as the four seed, taking on a Florence team that's had an excellent season this year. Got Natchez to go share on that other one. But uh, that would be – Quite a matchup in uh, the second round if uh, if it is West Point at Holmes County Central. Yeah, and props to Laurel. Laurel was left for dead earlier this year. They've won four out of the last five, and they come up and they win the region uh, for them. So uh, it's a lot of uh, games going to be happening next Friday night. It's the first round of the playoffs for 7A, 6A, 5A. We, we didn't talk a lot about 4A, 3A, and 2A because there's, there's in that first round of games – uh, we're about to go to commercial break, but that first round of games, there's so many lopsided matchups. You have maybe one or two, but it's a lot of lopsided matchups. Uh, you don't have a lot, of, typically, you don't have a lot of upsets that first round for 4A, 3A, and 2A, and just because of the way it's set up. Uh, but uh, 4A, 3A, and 2A, um, uh, they will play tonight um, in the first round of the playoffs. So it's playoffs from here on out for everybody in Mississippi High School football. Well, Keith, I want to thank you for coming on, okay? Appreciate you guys. Uh, hopefully, maybe one of these days I can fill in when you need a Sports Talk Mississippi. On Super Talk Mississippi.
that, that, that music plays at the end of the show for me. Uh, I feel like I did. Is it time to go? No, it's not. We got plenty of time left here in Starville at the Greater Starville Development Partnership. I'm Brian Haydad. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. Wrapping up the 3 o'clock hour here with you on a Friday. Big college football Friday or Saturday coming up. Uh, tomorrow with Ole Miss playing Texas A&M in Oxford, Starkville. We've got uh, Mississippi State and uh, Kentucky. Southern Miss taking on Louisiana Monroe this week. So big college weekend for uh, all our schools here in the Magnolia State. And we're going to have a big weekend, a big college football weekend uh, in 2024. Uh, we're going to have college football on September the 14th of 2024. I believe Mississippi State's playing Arizona State that day. I don't want to go too far into it, but I'm pretty sure I'm right about that. Um, but then on that Monday, on uh, the, the 16th of, of uh, September of uh, 2024, it's going to be an extended weekend. You're going to need to take some time off, especially if you are the winner in our, our this, this giveaway we're about to do. Uh, the summer of nineteen, uh, summer of ninety nine. You set that up so bad, so poorly. Hey, you know Dad. what? So I mean, you want to take over? Poorly. Right, I go home right now. So terrible. Scott Stapp would be mm-hmm. angry with you. Scott Stapp's not angry with anybody. He's a very nice, loving, forgiving man. Do you know him personally? Yeah, we're good friends. Are you really? I'm, I'm... Yeah, I, I actually wrote the song uh, "One." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by Scott Stapp and Brian Haydad. Well, tell the so kids what's saying, going on. As I was saying before, uh, Will, Big Softy uh, rudely interrupted me. The Summer of 99 Tour with Creed and Daughtry is coming to Brandon next September, Monday, September 16th, 2024. And we have got some tickets for you. You can win a pair of tickets to see Creed and Daughtry. Now, tickets are on sale at the tick, uh, Ticketmaster.com or at the Brandon Amphitheater box office. But if you want to win tickets, text us now on the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395, with this key phrase to win a pair of tickets. We're going to go to our fifth texter. You're going to win a pair of tickets to see Creed and Daughtry next September. The phrase is, can I sing it, Will? Can I, can I, Please. Can I Hiya! Can you take me higher? So we're just looking for higher. We're not looking just for higher. The... You don't have to sing. You know, if you can put the whole song in the text, do it. Do it. So the fifth person, they're they're rolling yeah. in right now to Three, in the word higher. Four. Winner. We have a winner. We have a winner. We will get your information. We'll take all that for you. Now, again, this concert is next September. So it's good, you know. There's no instant gratification for you here, <laughs> but you will be uh, you will be able to see but, Creed and Daughtry. That's gonna be an awesome show. I will be at that show too. It's Creed. It's Daughtry. Finger Eleven is going to be there. They're calling it the Summer oh. of '99 tour. Love it uh, because that was they've a got great some great year. bands across the the country coming in for this tour as well. Our Mississippi's own Three Doors Down is part of this tour. Uh, Switchfoot is part of this tour. Uh, oh, there's another one I, I, that I really like, and I can't remember who it was. But they, 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 this is this is right in my wheelhouse. This is this is Brian Haydad comfort zone for for concerts. You tell me that, that Creed and Daughtry are going to be there. I'm showing up. I'll be there for that. What's the What's the band that you like the most mm-hmm. that critics and your friends don't like? Is there a band that my fr- see my friends and I are kind of all the same people. We're all we all we we don't we don't we don't pander much to the critics. Uh, for for me, oh gosh, because I'll give you one of mine. 
Go ahead. All my buddies hate Nickelback. Oh, okay. I like Nickelback. But I've seen them in concert, like, I think three times. And they're, they're awesome in fine. concert. What about Hoobastank? I saw Hoobastank at Memphis in May when <laughs> there was... I, I guarantee you, there was like six people in the crowd because this was before they got known. There was oh, okay. there, there was a kid that tried to crowd surf and he literally fell into the mud because <laughs> well, so nobody you, was there to, to catch you, him. You were like, "No, I'm I'm good, dog. I'm good. Don't worry about that." So I'll, I'll give you a, a funny before they were famous story. A friend of mine drove to Oxford one night back in the the mid '90s, early '90s, to go. To, he went to the, I guess it was the uh, the gin back in the day. The gin, yes. And uh, he was going to see Three Eleven there. Oh. And so 311 had an opening act. So he comes back, and I'm like, hey, how was the show? He's like, oh, 311 was great. I don't really know about that opening act, though. They had all these horns and everything. It was really weird. The lead singer was a chick, though. She was hot. It was No Doubt. No Doubt played Oxford? Yeah. Back in, like, like before they, we talk about before they were famous, back when they were still wow. like a ska band. And uh, I'll, I'll never forget him talking. He's like, yeah, she was really good looking. He didn't, didn't care for the band at all, but he remembered Gwen Stefani. So Now she's on, what, The Voice or whatever show yeah. she's on all the time. Yeah, she's doing okay. Yeah, she's, she's doing all right. all right for herself these days. So She's not hosting Sports Talk Mississippi by herself on a Friday in Starkville, <laughs> but she's doing all right for herself. So good for her. Good little, little underdog story there. All right, when we come back. I got to do like a real professional interview. Is that what they're telling me here? I, I can't, you know, just break out all the quips and jokes with Dr. Mark Keenum. I got to talk about actual stuff. So I got to channel my inner cross. Somebody get me a pocket square. Let's go. Back in just a minute with Dr. Mark Keenum here at the Greater Starville Development Partnership in Starville, Mississippi. I'm Brian Haydad. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. Back with you in just a minute. Now, back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Doesn't get any better than this. On Super Talk Mississippi. You know, I knew I was beloved in Starkville. I, I, I had a feeling. But when Dr. Mark Keenum brings you a, a brand new cowbell, again, a gift, signed by Dr. Keenum, who reminds me to ring responsibly, but then on top of that, he brings me. Look at this here. In this in this bag is a. Is this the Edom cheese? It's a maroon pack. It's a variety of Edom and cheddar and <laughs> valigret and a cheese spread. Look at this. It's the best cheese this, in the world. This is the best. <laughs> you know, I, I sometimes have hyperbole when I talk about Mississippi State. I try, I try to talk Mississippi State up to everybody I can. But this is the best cheese in the world. There is no question, no about, question it. about it at all. <laughs> well, hey, it's it's Food Friday, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. I, I got to buy some crackers on the way home. Now. <laughs> yes, you do. That's why. What am I having for dinner? Cheese and crackers. But it'll be better than anybody's steak or, or, or pasta dish they have. So, Dr. Mark Keenum, president of Mississippi yeah. State University, joins us here uh, live here in Starkville. Dr. Keenum, we had you on at this very remote a year ago. John Cohen had just left Mississippi State. <clears throat> And you, so you knew there was change coming. Yep. You could have no idea of the amount of change you were going to have to go through just a couple of months later. Just for you personally, professionally, what has the last 12 months been like for you here at Mississippi State? Well, it's been great. 
I mean, for me personally, where else would I rather be than Mississippi State University? It's a great place. It's a university with tremendous momentum, uh, a record uh, freshman class this year, and just great enrollment, a lot of momentum, and a lot of wonderful things are happening here at Mississippi State. But going back to what you were talking about, yeah, we had change. We had an athletic director decide to go to another school. We wished him well and let him go. Uh, we had an interim uh, director at the time, Bracky Brett, who did a great job of keeping things afloat and keeping us, you know, in the right direction. And then um, we had some tragedy with the loss of Coach Leach. That was in early December, and no one could have anticipated that. You know, we had a great victory there in Oxford with the Egg Bowl Championship and great celebration there in the locker room with the coach and the team. And there was no way that. At the time, of course, that anyone could have ever thought that this would have been his last game to coach and his last collegiate victory there in, in Oxford. So that was really tragic. And we had started the process of hiring a new athletics director, and I was already beginning that search there in, in December. And when Coach Leach passed, we put everything on hold where that's concerned. And, and then we had to think about the team and the shock and the grief that they were going through, all of us were going through at the time. And we were very fortunate to be able to go and ask uh, Coach Zach Arnett to step in and take on the leadership role of leading our team. We had another bowl game, we had another football game that we had to play. And, and next, the very next week was the signing, you know, early signing date uh, that next Wednesday. And... Um, we had to keep our team together, and he did a great job. He was wonderful in that respect. And, of course, the transfer portal was open, and so we had, I'll just tell you, we had other schools in the aftermath, the tragic, think about it, the mm-hmm. tragic aftermath, who were reaching out to some of our players. Uh, and, you know, the uncertainty of who's going to be the coach next year, and we don't even have an athletics director, and there was an, he stepped in at a critical time and provided outstanding stability for our football program. And I'll be forever grateful to him for doing that. I know you're a man by nature. You're a positive man. You, you like to think, Try to you like to think, think in terms of positivity. So the word challenge isn't the word I want to use. I want to use the word opportunity. What is the biggest opportunity facing Mississippi State this, this year and in the years to come? Well, you know, uh, obviously we're a land grant. We have a service mission, and we want to serve our state. We want to help make this state a great place for people to want to live and have a great job and create economic opportunities. And so those are always great opportunities for us to use our platform as a major, the leading research university for the state to do the innovative work that we're doing that has not only an impact on this state from economic, but a national and global impact. So those are wonderful things that our faculty, our scientists, and our staff are doing to help provide momentum not only for the university but for the state of Mississippi. And I'm glad that we are the economic engine that's helping this state and helping our our leadership in the state to attract industries to come to Mississippi. And we're looking at jobs of the future, innovative jobs that need um, STEM education and engineering, science, and, and mathematics, and the things that we're very focused on and do very well at. And supercomputing is one of the areas where we're tremendous 
You know, you may not know this, Brian, but Mississippi State University is ranked number five in the nation among all universities in supercomputing. Mm -hmm. And we're building at this very moment another supercomputing facility on our campus to accommodate all of the additional supercomputers that we have coming to this state. Those, that technology is what we're looking at to, again, drive the future for our state and create economic opportunities for our citizens. So I get excited and pretty fired up You're about fired what up we're doing. I am. I am. I'm very proud of what we're doing. You should be. Absolutely. I've had two or three friends come back to Starville this year for the first time in however many years. You and I call Starville home. So we get to see all the new stuff as, as it's happening and, and, and the, the great things happening in our town. And I, I never get tired of hearing, man, it's just so different than when I was here in college and so on. You know, as you see Starkville grow and you see Mississippi State grow, you know, how much more growth can, can this, mm. this, this community and this university have? A lot. You know, you come to the campus right now and we've got – big tall construction cranes across our campus on the north end the south end our campus is transforming right now again we're building a new supercomputing center as i mentioned in our thad cochran research park we're building a new 400 plus bed residence hall uh, on our campus we're building a new academic uh, center on our campus at the moment we're growing as a university and we're we we have we have added Almost a billion and a half dollars in infrastructure on our campus just in the last decade. So, yes, the campus has transformed, and it's wonderful to see the city also going through this transformation. And it's a great town and gown relationship between Starkville and our campus. Uh, Mayor Spruill's doing a great job of leading our community here, and County Board of Supervisors are outstanding to work with. We have a great partnership here. In fact, we're in the partnership building yeah. right here on Main Street. And uh, Mike Taggart, who is our, leads our partnership, our Chamber of Commerce, if you will, it takes all of us communicating and collaborating and working together to help grow this community. We want it to be a place where people want to come and live and have a second home or a third home or a retirement place or just come and live and start. It is a thriving, growing community and all the wonderful amenities you have available to you through the university. And so it's just all about being a good partner. If we have you on the show and don't ask a college football playoff question, Richard will actually might physically attack me. So let's let's do that now. Okay. It felt like we had everything settled. We're gonna have twelve teams, and this is how it's gonna go. And then you have another round of realignment, and and, and you you know the Pac-12. I, I don't know what the future is for that that conference. The Big Twelve adds teams. The Big Ten adds teams. When you look at what the college football playoffs going to look like next year, we know we're going to have twelve teams. How are those twelve teams going to get picked? What are you thinking right now? Well, we 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 have a contract. Okay, I mean, we started this adventure of the college football playoff ten years ago, mm-hmm. and it was a twelve-year endeavor. So we have two more years uh, next year, which will be the twenty-four and the twenty-five after that season, and so we have um, contracts with conferences mm-hmm. and one of those conferences is the pac 12 now it's now it will not be the pac 12 pac 2 right now the PAC, it'll be the pac 2 next year still the pac 12 this season but next season it will be uh, two maybe more they'll see what they try yeah. to do um, but so we're still in the in the, in the phase of, of, of as a board we have a governing board and this is definitely an issue that's on the table that we're going to be looking at and talking about but to change anything in the structure, here's the interesting thing uh, that would affect the current 
contract, the last two years, we call them years 11 and 12, you have to have unanimous consent among the board members. And um, the Pac-12 still has a seat at the table. Mm. And some of the G5 schools, depending on what we would want to do, right now it's a six and six mm-hmm. uh, model. Right. The, 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 the top six teams that are ranked, and then you've got the top six ranked uh, bowl champions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, we're, we've lost one of our Power Five conferences for next year. We don't know what's going to, what that's going to, how that's going to unfold. Mm-hmm. We don't know if, how they're going to work a deal if they do work a deal. Maybe with the Mountain West, that's mm-hmm. out there. So there's some unknowns, Brian, that we've got to sort through uh, as we go forward. But we're going to have to have unanimity among the board members to make any structural changes. I'm always, you know me, I love college football. And so I'm just going to watch the games no matter who gets played. But mm-hmm. I'll, leave, I'll leave all the uh, the mechanations of everything to you. And <laughs> well, you no. whatever, whatever you do, I'll just be along for the ride on, you on, the, on that one. One last question. Yeah. You planning to swag surf in the student section this week, or are you going to save that for the end? Well, I'm talking to my student government leaders about that. Okay. So I'm going to keep that under wrap for now. All right. It would be a surprise. <laughs> it was a great surprise last year. I enjoyed yeah. seeing it. There. Dr. Mark Keenan, president of Mississippi State University, here with us live in Starbucks. When we come back, It's everybody's favorite segment of the week. Two questions, only one guy answering them, but we'll have two questions when we come back here on Sports Talk Mississippi, live from the Greater Starville Development Partnership. Where else in Starville, Mississippi? is Sports Talk Mississippi, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Let me get back back centered here for all the folks watching on Super Talk TV. What a great shot from behind me here. You can see downtown Starkville. I was somebody waving back there. Hey, what's going on, guys? (laughs) (laughs) I can see you even though I'm not looking. All right. Uh, Sports Talk Mississippi here in Starkville at the uh, Greater Starkville Development Partnership, uh, downtown Starkville, Mississippi, my hometown, Mississippi's college town. I'm Brian Haydad. Will East is with me today. Where's Michael Borky? Where's Richard Cross? Well, Borky, yeah, yeah, I can let him have a day off. All right. He works hard. He deserves a day off. Cross, this is like day 305 of the year, and I, if he's worked 120 days this year, I would be shocked. I, I, you could knock me over with a feather. That's the least working guy I've ever met. But he's, he's really nice. Yeah, I do I do like him. Uh, it is time for, you know, Borky likes to do this sarcastically, but I will not. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to dive in and really take the bull by the horns. It's time for the best segment of the week. Everybody looks forward to it. Here it is. Two questions with Will East asking Brian Haydad. I'm the only answerer today. Nobody else is going to get an answer in. So what I say goes, Will East, two questions. Hit me. Can I uh, give a disclaimer that you wrote these questions? Because I did not They're write the same these questions. two questions every week. I know. I didn't make the questions we up. Should, we should jazz it up a little bit. I had so I, I came up with some actual questions, but I'll ask you these. Is your first question something like "How dare I" or something? <laughs> you know, what gives me the right? Is that what your question's going to be? Who do you think you are? That was my yeah. first question. <laughs> okay, so what does MSU have to do to win on Saturday? What can they not do if they want to win? 
So you're going to ask both questions at one time. That's a very interesting strategy. Uh, I'll see if I can if I can deal with it. What do they have to do to win? I think they need big plays to win. They haven't had any of those recently, and it's kind of interesting because I feel like offensively they have three big play players, and Woody Marks, who I think is going to play tomorrow, and then Xavion Thomas and Tulu Griffin. These are guys who are explosive. They can get 10, 20, 30 yards at a time when you give them the ball in the right situation. State's got to find those situations. They need chunk plays. I don't think Mississippi State, especially with Mike Wright at quarterback, is a team that can put together 10, 11, 12 play drives. They need some drives where they are, you know, four or five plays to go 70 yards. They need it. They need some 30 yard plays, some short passes that turn into long runs, some, uh, some, some maybe a trick play here or there. I don't know how exactly they want to get there, but state needs chunk plays. They need to be averaging, uh, you know, 12 to 15 yards per catch. They need to be averaging five or six yards per run on the strength of having a 50-yard run, a 50-yard catch out there in, in, their, uh, in, their, their, in their box score. So, yeah, we, that's where I'm going to go. Mississippi State has to have some big plays if they want to beat Kentucky. So what can they not do if they want to win? Yeah, the easy answer would be play like they've played all year. they they got to play a different way. Uh, but just from a defensive perspective, Last week was Devin Leary's first really good game of the year. Uh, you know, he, is, he struggled this year, which is part of the reason Kentucky has struggled this year. I think he has not been as good as people thought that he was going to be. Ray Davis has been really good and kind of carried that team at times. But, but Leary kind of found his feet underneath him last week, threw for, over, for nearly 400 yards and a couple touchdowns in the loss to Tennessee. State's got to knock him back a peg. State's got to get him back to where he was a few weeks ago, struggling to to complete passes. Uh, They've got to get pressure on him. And then when he does have time to throw for the first time this year, maybe, they've got to have coverage down there. They really need that secondary to step up. You've seen that from Sean Preston. He's been able to step up this year. He's played at a really, really high level. But the guys around him, uh, Marcus Banks, DeCameron Richardson, uh, DeAndre, I'm sorry, uh, DeCarlos Nicholson, uh, uh, Corey Ellington, Hunter Washington, those guys have got to step up. State, outside of that Arizona game, I think has only forced two turnovers all year. They had five against Arizona. If I'm correct, they've only had two more since then. That's not that's not winning football. You know, last year one of the reasons State was so good defensively was they were the, the the leaders in the SEC in turnovers per game. Now, part of that obviously was having a first round pick in Emmanuel Forbes on one side of the field, and he got six interceptions for you. But they've got to find more turnovers. They've got to 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 limit what Devin Leary does in the passing game. I think Ray Davis, you just kind of accept that he's going to have you know. 70, 80, maybe 100 yards. But Kentucky will beat you if you give up 300 passing yards to Devin Leary. What does Ole Miss have to do to win on Saturday, Brian Haydad? They, they've got to block. The, 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 the strength of the, the Texas A&M team is their defensive line. And it should be, right? they got so many four-star and five-star guys that normally would all be, you know, they'd be spread out throughout the country. You'd have one at Alabama, one at Clemson, maybe one at Ohio State, one at Georgia. Instead, you got four or five at Texas A&M. Now, it hasn't made a big difference on the win-loss column for them, but those guys are there. And as uh, David Kellum told us, that's why they lead the nation in sacks and tackles for loss. Ole Miss is a team that thrives on the big play. And they get guys to, to miss them at the line of scrimmage, and the next thing you know, they're in the, the second level of the secondary. Or, or they have time to throw a pass, and you look, and there's nobody around them. 
They've got to have time to pass. They've got to have that first guy miss. So the Ole Miss offensive line is the key to this game. If they can handle that Texas A&M defensive line, give Jackson Dart time to throw, create some holes for Judkins and Bentley, not only is Ole Miss going to win, I think they're, they're going to win pretty easily if their offensive line steps up to the plate. What can they not do if they want to win? I, f- I feel like with, with A&M, they are a team that they, they have to get up early. I don't know that A&M is mentally tough enough to win a game in the fourth quarter. Well, they're a collection of players, as uh, Lane Kiffin said multiple times. They, they have been collected, yeah. I collected <laughs> baseball cards when I was a kid. Jimbo Fisher collects five-star defensive linemen. Why? So he can go five and seven with them. Uh, <laughs> But but that's the thing. Like you saw the Tennessee game, and they just couldn't come from behind. They couldn't come from behind on Alabama. Um, they have to get out in front. So if you're Ole Miss, what that you can't do is allow a fast start. You need Ole Miss is the king of the fast start. They start games, you know, at hyper speed. You know, I, I'm always surprised when Ole Miss doesn't score on their opening drive, and honestly, I'm surprised a lot of times when they don't score on the opening two drives. Nobody scripts the opening drive better than Lane Kiffin. He, nobody calls plays early in the game better than Lane Kiffin. What's been the difference for Ole Miss this year is that he's he's maintained that. His fourth quarter play calling and his fourth quarter offense has been just as good as his, his first quarter offense has been this year. But allowing A&M to get out to a, a an early lead and letting them turn that defense loose on the Ole Miss offense offense, that's what Ole Miss does not want to have. So even if A&M scores, Ole Miss just needs to answer, keep the game close. I just don't trust – I trust Ole Miss a lot more in terms of being mentally tough and being able to win a game in the fourth quarter than I would trust Texas A&M with that. So if if, if Ole Miss can keep A&M on the mat in the first quarter, I think they can can get to victory in in the fourth quarter. Jimbo hasn't won a road game since when, 2021? That is correct. They've lost uh, their last – Oh, what was it? Is, is, is it nine? Their last nine on the road, wow. something like that. I mean, you think about that too. I mean, there's, there's there's a trip to Oxford in there. There's a trip to Starkville in there. But there's, I mean, they just haven't played anybody well on the road. I, I was at the point I made the comment. Jimbo should schedule a road game with like South Alabama. You know, it, 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 it's, you're not gonna make any money on that trip. But hey, you get the win. You get, you break the streak. You should get the win anyway. We're going to talk a little bit uh, later maybe about an SEC team that might be in group of five trouble uh, this weekend when we get to the 5 o'clock hour. But, and the clock's going off here. What's going on? I don't, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like bells. Well, I don't, not that bell anyway. That bell's just creeping me <laughs> I was about out. To say. <laughs> like, what time is it? Oh, it's 4.30. Okay. I was like, like, why is the clock going off? It's not 5 o'clock. It's one of those half-hour bells. Uh, anyway, Jimbo Fisher... I just don't know what to make of Texas A&M. All season long, I, I thought prior to the year they were going to be pretty good. I, I, I kind of bought into this being they, or they were going to fix all their issues, and they haven't. And I think they're going to lose this weekend. We're going to talk about that in the picks. And that makes them 5-4, and four, and they still have to play uh, LSU, who a team that can just score points on anybody. I mean, are they going to be 7-5? and five? And then I, I know – you know, hot seat articles have been coming out, and everybody's like, ah, "I don't know about Jimbo. It's still a lot of money." I just think, I just think they're going to have to pay it. I think at some point it's just going to be, we can't go on like. I think, I think college football teams, even with the, in this age of ridiculous buyouts, even in this age where you're having to pay a coach forty, fifty, sixty, and I guess in Jimbo's case, almost eighty million dollars to not work for you. 
By the way, uh, uh, Will, we need to renegotiate my contract. I need to put a buyout in there. Just, just we'll talk about that off the air. Um, but it, 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 you reach a point, right? You just reach a point where you say, "I can't take this anymore," and we have to do what we have to do. And if it costs us eighty million dollars, well, I guess the catering in the press box won't be as good this year because we're going to have to cut that money somewhere. And and that's kind of where A and M is on the edge of here. Now, if A and M wins this game. Well, then we can reset and talk about that. But if they lose and they've already got four losses and they still got to play LSU and they still have to play Mississippi State, who I know State isn't great this year, but State's kind of had their number in recent years. Goodness. Bad times at Texas A&M. All right. When we come back, let's talk winners. We're going to talk about that with Bruce Marshall. He'll be with us in just a minute to give us his thoughts on the weekend and some games maybe you want to talk to uh, some people about. We'll do that when we come back. It's Sports Talk Mississippi here live in Starkville at the Greater Starkville Development Partnership. Hey guys, what happened? What the heck are you doing? Sports Talk Mississippi on your radio and in the game. Sports Talk Mississippi. Well, normally we would let this one run, but with Bruce Marshall here on the Farm Bureau guest line, we'll just have to let you know that they are down around Vicksburg, around Louisiana Way on this one. Bruce Marshall joins us now from uh, from BAMSports.net. That's the place to find all his great information. If you want to make money on college football, well, I would suggest uh, giving that website a look. And, and Bruce, got some big games here in the Magnolia State this year. Let's start with the biggest one in Oxford uh, tomorrow, 11 a.m. kick. Uh, for Ole Miss versus Texas A&M. Yeah. I, I, I see this line now. I think it's at minus three for, for the Rebels. I, I feel pretty good that the Rebels are going to win this game with, with some ease. What do you think about this one, Bruce? I kind of agree. And what is also known as the Jimmy Sexton game of the week, because those are both of his guys there. And Lane seems to have uh, taken some uh, – pleasure in uh, beating uh, Jimbo uh, the last couple of years at least and uh, two years ago I was actually at this, the game in Oxford when they won 29-19 uh, there is still a path for Ole Miss and things dominoes have to fall but they keep winning here uh, you know and have to end up beating Georgia and have some help to win the SEC West but everything's still possible for them they have sort of you know, a little bit changed. Uh, I don't know if they slowed the pace down a little bit more, but a little bit more balance this year, I think. And, you know, Jackson Dart a, a year further on. They don't have quite the rush numbers they had last year, but Dart seems to be a little bit more effective. The deal with A&M, though, is on the road, they just don't seem to win these sorts of games. Max Johnson, I don't think he's a downgrade from Wiegman, but darn, they have trouble protecting him. He is not that fast. So we saw what Tennessee did to, uh, to Max. Uh, we saw what Alabama did. Um, to A&M uh, coming after the quarterbacks who don't move too much. I think Lane does the same thing tomorrow, and I think Ole Miss ends up winning this game. 27-19 Rebels keeps it all going for them. They have not shown any signs of slippage yet like they did at this point last year. So uh, I'll give Ole Miss a look. 
Yeah, I think Ole Miss is a different team than they were a, a season ago. They have a lot playing with a lot more confidence, I think, for sure. Mississippi State not playing with that kind of confidence, obviously. They bring Kentucky in here uh, this week. The road team has not fared well in this series. Uh, Kentucky hasn't won here since, 20, since 2008. Mississippi State hasn't won in Lexington since 2014. But the Wildcats are, I think I saw it as a five-point favorite. That line has creeped up slowly throughout the week. And I, cause I said, like I said, Mississippi State not playing good football right now. What do you think about this one here in Starkville? Yeah, you know, I, I had thought getting Mike Wright in there at quarterback for whatever the reason, the injury, whatever, I'd knock Will out, might actually be the way to, might, you know, jar this offense a little bit, but it really hasn't. Um, I, I just think by this point, it doesn't matter who's in there. They, they changed the thing too much from last year, and it's just not going to be that potent. Uh, the, the difference here, and the reason I'm going to pick Kentucky, is last week we finally saw what they were expecting from Devin Leary when he came over from NC State. He had been very, very disappointing uh, this season until last – and they still lost the game last week, so i got to qualify that. But he had only thrown for 317 yards total in the three previous games of last week, and he exceeded that last Saturday against the ball. So if he's at least on song now, I think that gives Kentucky an edge. And I'm with you. I, I mean, I'm really reluctant to lay – you know, go with the road team in this series, but I, I just have not seen enough offense from Mississippi State. And uh, Zach Arnett's not in the clear here. We know what's going on. That is not a big buyout if they have if they if they deem it appropriate here. So he's coaching for his job, I think, here in November. Uh, but this may not help him. Twenty twenty seven to sixteen, Kentucky. I think the Wildcats and Leary throwing darts here this week. Probably decide to look at. We're very close on that score prediction, Bruce. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I just don't see the, the confidence from Mississippi State to be able to win this game. We've got some good games nationally. A uh, couple of them have some interesting some interesting potential, I think. I'm going to start with Bedlam. Not so much for the point spread, uh, which is five and a half. The Sooners favored over the Cowboys there. But this is a game that traditionally the over it feels like a pretty safe bet. Is it that way again this year for you? It might be, and I could see that, and I could also see Oklahoma State here. By the way, Bedlam goes away, at least, yeah. for the time being, after this one. They're more mad about that in Stillwater, where they're playing this game, yeah. and this has more the feel of a crusade for Oklahoma State um, than it does for Oklahoma, for sure. Um, look at Ollie Gordon, too, what he's done the last few weeks. He's putting up Barry Sanders-like numbers. He now leads the nation in rushing. Uh, I mean, unbelievable numbers the last uh, few weeks, but also, Oklahoma State's turnaround, give Mike Gundy credit, when he decided to stick with Alan Bowman at quarterback, Michigan-Texas Tech, where he played more before than he did at Michigan, for sure. But uh, remember, Gundy was uh, had a merry-go-round going at quarterback in September, and they did not pick up the, get a lot of traction. But once he settled on Bowman, gives him a downfield passing threat, that, in turn, opened up things for Ollie Gordon, too. And Oklahoma State is winning. Uh, Oklahoma does not look the same since the Texas game. Sometimes you see that with the team. A game that early yeah. in the season that has so many implications like that for Oklahoma, they have flattened out since then. And uh, this defense has not looked good against two so-so offenses the last couple weeks with UCF and Kansas. I mean, a little better than average, but they really moved on Oklahoma. I think the Sooners get them, and uh, maybe that over is the way to look to. 37-34, Oak State. I think they win this thing out wow. tomorrow. That would be a, a, a seismic shockwave in the Big 12 and be really well-received in Texas, uh, assuming they can handle Kansas State. Let's talk about the, the big game here in the SEC. There's two of them, but the one that I want to talk about is LSU and Alabama. Uh, been the game of the year for the past you know decade here in SEC country. Uh, 
Alabama want to get revenge from last year. They're a three-point favorite at home against an LSU offense that has been incredible this year. But defensively, they just have not been very good. Alabama, I think, is just good. They're not great. They're good. Is that going to be enough to, to, to cover three points and get the win over the Tigers? Yeah, I think all of that you say is true. Um, and Alabama does not have quite the margin of error this year because they're, they they cannot score all the points they have the last couple of years, but they do seem to be getting a little better uh, with Milrow as the season progresses. But you hit the nail on the head here. And, and, I mean, defense has been the difference between these two in the big games, at least. LSU, by the way, I mean, the schedule, this is tough. I mean, they, they played after this weekend, they played Florida State, Ole Miss, and Bama. None of them in Baton Rouge. I mean, that is a tough – compare that to what Michigan has had to go through. My goodness. Um, So they've had it kind of tough. But that defense faltered in the Florida State game in Orlando. They faltered in late in the LSU game at Vaught Hemingway. And uh, I just don't trust them here. Although Jaden Daniels, maybe he's enough magic to do it. And he certainly was last year. That last six, seven minutes of the fourth quarter in overtime last year were as good as it gets in college football. And Daniels was great. LSU wins this game. Daniels gets right in the middle of the Heisman conversation. I just don't think they're going to win. 37-29, Alabama's defense has come up big when it's had to. The A&M game, the Ole Miss game, the Tennessee game. And uh, so I will take the Crimson Tide. However, I may also look at this one over the total, which is about 61, because LSU's over 12 straight and 15 if it's last 16. That is a pretty good trend on the overside. The fact that you keep saying that you agree with my takes makes me think I need to head down to the uh, Golden Moon uh, and Pearl River Resort and maybe make some uh, some decisions for myself. I, I'm feeling pretty confident now that Bruce Marshall is agreeing with me on this stuff. Let's see if he agrees with this one. We've told you about we've been doing this uh, this segment, the fishy line of the week, a, a line that we just didn't like for whatever reason. Mine this week was Jacksonville State and South Carolina. I don't think South Carolina is good enough to be a 15-point favorite against anybody. Jacksonville State is a pretty good group of five team. Rich Rod has that program going the right direction. They can't play in a bowl game. This could be kind of a bowl game for them to go into Carolina and maybe find a way to maybe not win, but to, to stay in the game. Do, do you think that the game, the game, when I say the Gamecocks, I mean South Carolina, can they cover a 15-point spread here? I think so. Here we are on the same side again, but you're right. I mean, this is sort of like this serves as Jacksonville State's bowl game this year, and they're happy with that. Uh, they have had a nice transition. It's worked a heck of a lot better for them than it has for Sam Houston uh, coming up uh, uh, from FCS. Mm-hmm. And Rich Rod, I mean, his team is able to run the football pretty well, uh, and they have been you know, beat Western Kentucky. I mean, they're they're good. I, I this is a very dicey scheduling spot for South Carolina uh, in the middle of conference play like that, and all of a sudden, you know, the, the bowl eligibility is really iffy for the Gamecocks. So they need a win, but it is tough to play a non-conference game. At this stage of the season for them, Rattler has been inconsistent at quarterback. I mean, they are on upset alert. The only case for South Carolina is they've been playing a higher level of teams, and that is true. So I still don't think, uh, like you, uh, Rich Rod keeps this one pretty close, really close, I think. I, I'm 15 and a half is way out of line here. Uh, uh, 31-28, South Carolina, they barely survived. They do not cover this one. Goodness, that'll be have some people's uh, eyebrows raised in, in Columbia, South Carolina, if that happens. We've only got about a minute left, Bruce, but I wanted to hit the one more of the big games this weekend. Back to the Big 12, Texas and Kansas State. You think that the bedlam's going to go the way of the Oklahoma State Cowboys. That's great news for the Texas Longhorns as they're trying to be the Big 12's playoff representative. But this is a tough test with the defending Big 12 champions. Who do you like in this one? Well, I think Kansas State's better than Oklahoma and maybe better than Texas, especially since Ooh. Chris Kleiman has figured out 
Uh, this two quarterback rotation and the freshman Avery Johnson, the kid with the long hair. I mean, he is he really runs, and that, and in this rotating quarterback thing is working for Kansas State because Will Howard has put up some really good numbers too, and it's a real nice change of pace. And Johnson comes in, and this defense is playing lights out. TCU and Houston only three points combined the last two weeks and blowout wins for the Wildcats. And I'll tell you this, Malik Murphy. They were lucky they were playing BYU last week because he looked a little bit sloppy. BYU is just not that good. And Texas, that was still like sort of a misleading score last week. I think they lose this game. And uh, they will uh, they will miss Quinn Ewers uh, this week. 27-24, Kansas State. This is the sort of game Chris Kleiman has done. Remember, that record he has against Oklahoma, pretty darn good. And against yeah. Texas, too, this is one I think he can get. There'll be bedlam all over the Big 12 with these results, if, if you're correct this week, Bruce. Bruce Marshall, BAMSports.net, thank you so much, man. Really great stuff. We always appreciate you. Have a good weekend. Thank you. All right. When we come back, let's talk some about Starkville, Mississippi, with our friend Paige Hunt from the Greatest Starkville Development Partnership. Back in just a minute on Sports Talk Mississippi. Back to the sports. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. Sounds good. We were on TV for that. Yeah. So it was great. (laughs) All right. We are here in Starkville, my hometown, Mississippi's college town. Absolutely. We are here at the Greater Starkville Development Partnership. Our friend Paige Hunt is here with me. It's always good to see you, Hey Dad. Always. I know. I mean, I thought you were giving me these awesome earrings. No, see. She she was like, I'm going to show you these, but I I took that as these are yours. Well, because Dr. Keenum gave you all the cool stuff. I know. Where's my swag bag from you? I gave you swag? Oh, yeah, you did. I forgot. See? I mean, I you can show the people. It's it's our I mean, visit. One of these awesome uh, car uh, organizers. Our organizer, right. which I need. That's our visit the cities of the SEC. Right. It's the same thing. If you can see here, it's the same on my laptop here. She yeah. brought this to me at Media Days a exactly. couple years ago, and it's got all the cities in the SEC. Although I got to be honest with you now, we're going to have to redo it. We're going to have to redo this. We need Austin and Norman. and Norman on yeah, here. I know, but this uh, is cool. Thank you. You're welcome. No, that's our cities of the SEC group. So all the tourism offices in the SEC, we yeah. work together to promote our you know region as a destination. You yeah. SEC Media Days. We sponsor that. As a matter of fact, right now, if you go to Lexington, Kentucky's tourism blog, yeah. there is a blog post that was written by us that you says, wrote it? Yeah, well, hey, Ken- hey, Kentucky fans, you're heading to Starkville. Here's some cool stuff to do. Very so, good. But So, yes, I gave you that swag, but I could not part Couldn't with my, with your Stark my Vegas welcome here. to fabulous Stark Vegas Mississippi earrings. I was I was ready to put them on, but they're not. I'm not. I'm not yeah. I know. My piercings, they, they, they filled in because I, I, be, I had to be super conservative here at Super Talks. So, yeah. yeah. I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't dress, you know, the way I, you know, the way I prefer to, with earrings and a jean jacket. And I mean, I think, I think you could pull off anything, hey Dad. I could, I could, but we you know. just got to own it. I do. No, I, don't, <laughs> I got no problem owning it. I got no problem with that. So, I'm looking here at your calendar for the month of uh, November, and the only person busier than Zach Arnett might be you. You've it's, got something going on every, not just weekend, yeah. but weekdays here in Starkville. It, it's crazy. We started um, with Pumpkin Palooza. Yeah. The the Thursday before Halloween mm-hmm. and we've got at least one event for the next eight weeks. Every week. It's it's crazy. It's a great time to be in Starkville, Mississippi's college town. Yeah. And if you're not here, you need to make your plans to visit here. Yeah. Come for homecoming this weekend, sure, but come back when there's not a game going on. That's not that's, a sleepy little town anymore. That's been like a strategy that you guys at, at yeah. the university have put together with Bulldog Bash. Yes. 
and with the Cotton District Arts Festival Absolutely. to to have these big. Those were you know Cotton District Arts Festival was a Super Bowl weekend right, thing. Right. Uh, Bulldog Bash for traditionally was the first SEC home game. Right. And now you've turned it into something where. You're getting people to, exactly what you said, to right. come to Starkville on these weekends where we don't have a football game. Well, you know, a cup can only hold so much. And our cup is full on football weekends. So tourism is economic development. So let's create demand when their demand doesn't exist mm-hmm. so that we fill additional cups. And so our restaurants and our hotels and our retail shops get a whole nother weekend or weekday for some events um, of economic impact. Yeah. Right. Um, and I will say this. If you look at the photos from Bulldog Bash, you'll see they're that full. they're full. If you look at the photos from Cotton District Arts Festival, it's full. And as a matter of fact, a lot of our vendors at Cotton District Arts Festival said, yeah, it might not have been as big of a crowd as as when it was on Super Bulldog weekend, mm-hmm. but these people were here to buy art and we sold more. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's a great strategy. And I think that that Starble has grown tremendously in the last decade. Yeah. Oh, it and, definitely has. Definitely. And, you know, there is so much more to see and do now mm-hmm. that we can spread those things out. Yeah. Now, I am a uh, Christmas traditionalist. I, I'm, I'm a guy that, you know, Christmas for me starts the day after Thanksgiving. Oh, absolutely. But not here in Starville because no. we've got the Christmas open house <laughs> next Sunday. Next Sunday. So the holiday season gets kicked off for real. For real, real. Next Sunday. Well, for I, real, real. For real, real. Okay. Uh, actually, it, it starts a little bit before that because oh, we're no. going to make Maine Mary um, okay. next Thursday. Uh, I've, I've got some volunteers coming out and they're going to put up the Christmas decorations and okay. get it ready for holiday up and house. But yeah, we've got a number of retailers participating. They're going to be open and running sales that, that day for holiday open house. And, um, uh, they, heck, the Thanksgiving weekend, they've got, you know, small business Saturday and mm-hmm. Black Friday bonanza. And our, we've got so many wonderful local stores that oh, yeah. offer unique things. Um, I, well, I have two daughters. I know all about, you know your, all about your it. Unique stores here <laughs> you're, you're, you're aware. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we actually kick off, um, for our holiday bazaar. It's yeah. going to be, look, this, okay, so sports talk listeners. This holiday bazaar, we're kicking off with a, a gala, like a preview gala on the Tuesday night, but mm-hmm. the USM week. Do you mean to MC that? I mean, yeah. I don't own a tux. I need to figure that out, but I, I can I mean, Did it. you have like a t-shirt tux that you could rock? If I was going to do that, what I would rather do is get like a red and green, like a Christmas Santa Claus tux. I think you've got to. Yeah. I think that's, I think we need to make that happen. Okay. We'll, we'll work on that. We'll, we'll continue that. with what you were saying. And then we've got, um, Holiday Bazaar, which is a two day shopping event, um, at the Mill Conference Center with more than a hundred vendors. Mm-hmm. Um, our women's basketball play that that November 15th. So yeah. Bulldog fans should make plans to come and go support our women that day and shop at the Holiday Bazaar. And then they should just stay for the, I mean, that's Wednesday, Thursday. So just stay for the game in the yeah, weekend. You're right there in the Mississippi State, Southern Mississippi. And then what I would tell you is stay until, you know, Thursday of the next week right. when for, the Egg Bowl is For here. the Egg Bowl, right? It's, there's, it's, it's rivalry. It's an extended vacation yeah, here in Starkville. in Starkville, Mississippi's college town. And if you run into Paige or I anywhere, we will be happy to talk with you. Absolutely. And we sign glossy, so we'll, uh, we'll sign you a picture. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Tell your, the, y'all visit starville.org for all hey, the you got, you got a fan club out there, uh, too. Hey, fan club. Oh. <laughs> That's one of my tourism friends. She works at New Orleans and Company. Well, there you go. <laughs> hey, Lisa. I love New Orleans, too, but not as much as I love my no. hometown here in Starville, Mississippi. Starville's right. where it's at. Paige Hunt, great to talk to her. When I come back, I see a familiar face outside. Robbie Falk is going to join us. We'll talk some college football when we come back here. Live at the Greater Startville Development Partnership in Startville, Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. Be right back. Super Talk Mississippi. Introducing to you Sports Talk Mississippi. 
This is Sports Talk Mississippi, live here at the Greater Starkville Development Partnership here in Starkville, Mississippi. And who joins me now with my podcast co-host and my good friend Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, Starkville Daily News, and that man works all the time. He's a worker. This is the invasion. <laughs> this is like when WCW infiltrated <laughs> WWE. <laughs> you know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. Thunder and lightning has taken over. Yeah, Super cross Borky, you had your you had a good run, <laughs> but now that's over. Glad to have you here with me. Uh, we've we've had a great show so far. Talked to Dr. Keenum. We talked to Bruce Marshall. We've got some some good picks. We're going to do our picks now. We're going we, normally we do on the show the podcast we just pick winners. Mm-hmm. We're going to look at the spreads here today. That's what we're going to do now in the college football fix. <laughs> Fix is brought to you by your Mississippi Ford dealers. Here in the market for a new truck, why not get the best truck, the Ford F-150? Don't take my word for it. It's everybody's word for it. Everybody knows the Ford F-150 is America's uh, number one selling truck since before I was born. And I'm old. So be like Richard Cross. Every time you get a speck of dirt on your car, go buy a new one at your Mississippi Ford dealer. All right, Robbie, we're going to just do the games from the Polk's Pick 6. If you haven't signed up for the Polk's Pick 6 yet, you need to do that. you got a chance to win a great prize package from Polk's. Go to supertalk.fm slash Polk's Pick 6 to, uh, to, to get in on that. You've got until, I think, 10 a.m. tomorrow. Don't be a cheater. Don't be one of these people who comes in after the fact that tries to get over on us. We've got smarter people than that working for us, including Will East. Uh, so here's here's the games. Let's just go through them here. We'll start uh, in Oxford. Ole Miss is a three-point favorite over the uh, Texas A&M Aggies. So the Rebels minus three. Robbie, when I look at this game, you, you and I have been you know making fun of Texas A&M now basically the entire time you've been on the podcast. They never deliver when it's time to deliver. They just they just don't. And this is a game where they need to deliver. And I don't think they're going to at all. I think Ole Miss is probably going to handle them pretty easily. Three points is nothing. I, w- I would probably give you eight or nine points in this game. Uh, I think I think the Rebels win by double digits. I think they, they get control early and they keep control throughout the game. And it, I don't know how much hotter Jimbo Fisher's seat can get without it actually catching him on fire, but that's where we are with them. So give me the Rebels, I don't know, 34-21? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, Texas A&M is just not – good on the road yeah i mean that that's been kind of their biggest issue i mean nine straight losses yeah i think they're i think this is a better team than they've had like i I think they're performing ahead of where a lot of people thought they would i I think people thought that this was going to be a giant dumpster fire for jimbo fisher and i just don't think it is this year i think he'll survive this year um unless something starts to really get out of hand but uh I do think that Texas A&M can challenge Ole Miss. Yes, because of the defensive line. 
what they do up front. They can win the line of scrimmage. Um, they can they can plug the running game a little bit, um, but can they score enough? Is mm-hmm. kind of the the question. I've got Ole Miss covering this. I think that they, I think that they can win this thing by six seven points. But I, I do think it'll be a close game. All right. State Mississippi State is now a five point underdog uh, to Kentucky. That line has kind of creeped up through the week. It started, I think, at three and a half. Now up to five. We've talked all week about the road, the road issues for in, in this game. If you've been on the road, you haven't won in this game for the most part. But it feels like this is the year where that that trend is going to flip. We we talked about that on today's Thunder and Lightning podcast. We both would take Kentucky and give you the points in this one. My score was Kentucky thirty one seventeen. I think yours was twenty seven seventeen. Yeah. Uh- it's really a shame because field looks incredible. It really looks great. The, great the interlocking is going to look so good tomorrow yeah. night, and it's going to look good on the helmet. The jerseys are going to look awesome. It's going to be great to see that 1998 team, who um, you know is just a big part of a lot of our lives who grew up around that time. But I just don't believe in this team right now, no. Brian. I mean, especially without Will Rogers. No, if Will Rogers was playing tomorrow. I might change my prediction mm-hmm. um, because I, I do think that they can they can find ways to score with Will Rogers in there. I just don't have a lot of faith right now in the offense under um, Mike Wright, and then the defense can it can it consistently stop Devin Leary and, mm-hmm. and Ray Davis and those guys? I just don't see it. So I, I've got them by ten. Here's something you might not have expected to hear at this point in the season, but Southern Mississippi a three point favorite. Over Louisiana Monroe, the Golden Eagles one and seven. The uh, ULM, they're the Warhawks, right? Yes. Yeah, they used to be the Indians. That's what it was throwing in my in my head there. Uh, the Warhawks. They are two and six on the on the year. This really feels like Southern's last chance to get a win. They they got Louisiana next week, and then they finish with Troy, who's playing as good as anybody. They they might be end up being the group of five team in the in the big bowls. This is really Summerall might be the next big name coming out of the group of five. Yeah. He, I mean, he's for sure. doing a great job. There. For sure. But with this game, boy, it's hard to take Southern as a favorite, even though they're at home. I think I'm going to do it, but I have <laughs> zero confidence in this. But I, I'll take Southern. You can uh, you can give the points. Yeah, I mean, if a team, if you pick the winner correctly, it's it's kind of yeah, it's kind of tough to not pick that three. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, that spread's pretty close. I mean, you would be uh, you have a good shot at getting that right if they do win, but. Yeah, I, I just you know that that's still a game that I think I feel really good about Mississippi State winning, mm-hmm. even with Mississippi State's issues, just because Southern Miss has been so bad. And I just I think it's I, you know I haven't really looked into them tremendously this mm-hmm. year. I think it's their quarterback situation, I guess, but they just can't figure it out. They have issues on both sides of the ball. Yeah, and they just they just are struggling big time. I, I, I haven't looked into Louisiana Monroe very much, but you know, I, <laughs> I don't think we're going to either. I feel like Southern's going to win that game. All right. Game of the day in the SEC. There's really two of them. But the one that's close as far as the line's going to go is Alabama-LSU. Crimson Tide hosting the Tigers. They're a three-point favorite. Looking for revenge from from last season. I feel like LSU is maybe the best one-dimensional team in in, in college football. Mm-hmm. They can score on anybody, but defensively they're a train wreck. Alabama, the way I've described them, they're good. They're not great. They're not in the elite Alabama team we've seen in years past, but they're good. I think they're good enough to get the win here. I think they're good enough to carry the, to cover this spread and to 
basically clinched the SEC West at that point. Uh, they, they would still have two games remaining with Kentucky and Auburn, but they'll be heavy favorites in those games. Give me the Tigers to win this game by a score of like... Tigers th- or Tide? I'm sorry, the Tide, yeah. 35-27, Alabama gets the win. What was the spread on it again? Three. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it'll be a close game, but you know LSU's issues are apparent mm-hmm. on the defensive side of the ball. And most teams have been able to score on them that the teams have a pulse at least. And that's going to be the difference in the ball game because I think Alabama is going to be able to score. And I think Alabama is going to be able to get some stops too um, because that's, that's one thing about Alabama is they do play really good defense. And their offense, is they still have five stars everywhere. Yeah. So, um, you know, when you have uh, a team that is really good offensively but really bad on defense going up against a team that's solid on offense but really good on defense, I'm going to take – the team that's solid at two different things. Agreed. So I'm, I'm going to go with Alabama, and they're playing at home. I, th- I think that's going to be the difference. SEC East basically on the line here, Georgia hosting Missouri. But this one, the, the lines makers have no faith in the underdog. A 15-point spread in Athens for the Bulldogs over the Missouri Tigers. I, I think this game is either going to be really, really close or really, really lopsided in Georgia's favor. I, I fear that Georgia has woken up. I fear that, you know, after the uh, the Auburn game, they were just like, all right, we're tired of playing with our food a little bit. Mm-hmm. They crushed Kentucky. Uh, they crushed Florida. I, I think they're going to crush Missouri, too. I, I really feel like Missouri is, is in trouble here. Missouri's a really good team. They may, This may be their last loss of the season, but they're losing this one. They're going to lose pretty big. 41-21. Give me the, the Bulldogs here. Yeah, they're, they're starting to come into their own. I mean, the defense is what it is. And then, um, you know, Carson Beck is, I think, they're starting to kind of figure it out with him. So, without Brock Bowers, they if they roll through Missouri, I mean, you're looking at a um, a team that's going to be really confident going into the uh, end of the regular season. Last one we're going to talk about real quick. We've only got about a minute left. Uh, but it's the big game in the Big 12, Kansas State at Texas. Bruce Marshall liked Kansas State to win this one straight up. He also liked Oklahoma State to beat Oklahoma straight up, so that would throw the Big 12 into a state of disarray. I'm rooting for him, but I think Texas is going to win this football game. I feel like they're just a little bit better team, and it's at home. But I think I think the spread might be it might be close. So I'm going to say take I'll take the points, but Texas to win uh, 28-27 Longhorns. Yeah, still trying to figure out the quarterback situation, but playing home, yeah, I like the I like the uh, Longhorns as well. All right, that's your Polk's pick six from two experts. I use the quote fingers when I said experts. I am an expert in one thing, and we'll talk about that when we come back. It's a food Friday here on Super Talk Mississippi. What's Robbie Falk cooking this weekend? We're going to find out when we come back. This is Sports Talk Mississippi live at the Greater Starkville Development Partnership in Mississippi's college town, Starkville, Mississippi. Talk Mississippi continues. Back here on Sports Talk Mississippi live at the Greater Starville Development Partnership here in Starkville. 
right here on the corner of uh, Main Street and South Lafayette. Not Lafayette. Lafayette. That's the name of this street. That's correct. That's how they say it in the rest of the civilized world. So. No Richard and Borky today. No, I, 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 get, I get my shots in if I, if I want to. So I've, I have, I've been very, I've all, all, this entire show, all I've said is how badly Ole Miss is going to beat Texas A&M. So I'm allowed one small joke from there. Sure. Uh, it's no joke that my favorite segment of the week is right now, though. That's Food Friday, brought to you by our good friends at Polk's. Remember, folks, picky people pick Polk's. We love to grill out. We love to barbecue. We love everything about football season because food is tied into it, and a big part of that is what you're throwing on the grill, what you're throwing in the uh, the crock pot, what you're throwing wherever this week. We hope that when you cook, you're putting some Polk sausage in there. You should. If nothing else, just grill some up on the side for a tasty treat while you wait on that pork butt, while you wait on those steaks. No doubts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. You cooking anything this weekend? No, I don't have time. I forgot. Robbie is a busy man. No, don't worry, though. Well, I'm going to be with you. I mean, we're going to be in the press box. We got to be. At- That's what Sunday is for, though. I'm cooking on Sunday. That's true, but on Sundays I, I don't really do anything. That's really your only day off to, for the week. I go to church. Yeah. and it takes up you know most of my morning and lunch, and then yeah. I met one of your friends from church today. Uh, Melinda Moody came by here. Okay, so she yeah. sings in the choir with you. Yes, I don't, y'all know you would never know, but from Robbie's gruff exterior, but he has the voice of an angel. I'm, I'm a choir boy. That's right. Well, <laughs> well. So, uh, I'm doing one of your favorites this weekend, the Mississippi Pot Roast. Yes. We're going to put that on the grill, give it a couple hours of good smoke, and then you put it in the pan on the grill. Just let the grill do the heat for you. You know, the last time that I was around this... this bus over here, yeah, we had at the at Hoover, we had the Mississippi Pot Roast sliders, yeah, and those were incredible. Mississippi Pot Mississippi Pot Roast in all of its uh, iterations, iterations is that the word? I don't know what the word is. Iterations. You're asking the wrong oh people. Oh my gosh! What did you say? Iterations. Iterations. Thank you, Will. That's what you're here for. That's what a good producer does. Uh, that they're good. ACDC, that, Guns yeah. and Roses. I, I'm, I'm always a fan. When when Will's on, when Will's running the music, I know that I'm going to hear music. I sat down and, and I we enjoy two bangers right in a row. I enjoy that. So doing that with uh, we do some roast potatoes and some Brussels sprouts with bacon. I mean, I'm excited. What time? Yeah, you, you want to come over? So watch this. Charlie Wiffle's going to pull in that door, oh. and it's locked. Ah, oh, it's locked. Ah, oh. oh, oh, get out of here. No, we'll get a, go go around there, Charlie. All right, he'll be better. Charlie Winfield is going to join us in just a minute. Talk a little bulldog nil. Let's see Very what some of our uh, our listeners will see. One of our listeners, uh, Jim and Hernando, he wanted us to talk about fried chicken. So he said, we love uh, "Fried chicken. We love fried chicken. We, we, we could ever have fried chicken. Uh, we will definitely uh, we'll definitely take that." Uh, Russ from we Tupelo. Need to, we need to we need to fry some chicken one night. Oh yeah. I've never had any of your fried chicken. My fried chicken? It's good fried chicken. Uh, Russ from Tupelo says it's the brawny paper towel man. Oh, uh, well, the, he's a very good-looking man. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, a, uh, to me, that's a compliment. No, I'm, I thought it was a compliment. way worse. Oh, you have. By me. Uh, Jeremy in uh, Columbia. Great show, hey, Dad. Thank you. I'm cooking some deer chili. Ooh, Ooh that sounds good. Mexican cornbread mm. with jalapeno and d- cheese deer sausage on the side. That's in Columbia, Mississippi. We could be down there pretty pretty quick, I think, if we if we left now. 
Yeah, I mean, this is about, what, four hours? Yeah, but, I mean, to, to drive that far for Chile wouldn't be that big a deal. I'd, I mean, it would be worth it. What we got here, our friend Debbie from Ocean Springs, she knows how to cook, let me tell you. All right, so she's got bourbon and barbecue sauce ribs, Polk's Cajun sausage, honey hog hot seasoned ribs with sautéed mushrooms, cheesy steamed broccoli, and grilled baked potatoes. Yes. And then on Sunday for the Saints game, she made cheesy, creamy, cheesy shrimp and grits. And the Saints won. you got to make that again, Debbie. My mouth's watering. Debbie, I want you to make the exact same menu. We need that again to take down the uh, the, the, the Chicago Bears. You don't have any Bears fans, do you? Uh, okay. uh, they're terrible people. Uh, let's see here. Bobby and Batesville has a recipe for us. Here we go. Half a chicken breast, softened cream cheese, add garlic butter seasoning, and then wrap in bacon. 425, 20 minutes, flip, 20 minutes, check the temp, you're good to get, yeah, garlic, butter, bacon, sure, sure, I'm in for that, uh, Bob from Pontotoc, I kept it simple, fried bacon, Cajun sausage, and I made a Cajun sausage, bacon, and tomato sandwich, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I got in my truck after work, and Haydad has taken over the show, buddy, I've been here all day, I've taken completely over, I, I, this is now this my is show, takeover, yeah, we're taking over. Yeah, sure. Robbie Falk and Will East greater than uh, Richard and Borky. Oh, <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. Somebody texted us higher. Uh, that was from like four hours ago. I feel we uh, we gave away a couple tickets to the uh, the Creed concert. Oh, did you? Yeah, I'm ready to roll, man. Yeah. We're uh, we're we're a little less than a year away, but I, I won't be able to oh, sleep tonight. Our friend Melissa. You know, Melissa, she says we need to come over. She's got jambalaya and high school football. Oh, I'm going to have to skip out on yeah, tonight. Somebody else will, somebody else somebody will cover it. Danny P. can handle it. Well, Robbie? <laughs> yeah. Uh, slug burgers. Slug burgers from Iuka. You ever had a slug burger? Um, I don't think I have. They're famous up in this part of the, the little bit northern here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. are. They are. Yeah. Ooh, Tyler and Corinth. Vienna sausages and ramen in the microwave. <laughs> Tyler, big spender. It sounds like a camping trip. <laughs> I always laugh. We always get somebody who makes a joke, and I'm, I'm like, what are they going to say this week? Yeah. And we got canned sardines and saltines <laughs> and goodness knows what else. So We've all been there. We did, fry, we did fried chicken last weekend, though, and it, was, it came out really, really good. You fried chicken? I fried chicken. I didn't know about this. I, did, I thought I told you. I call it a fried chicken. Well, fried chicken with uh, cheese grits Ooh. and green beans and bacon Ooh. and biscuits. Ooh. Yeah, I, I did a full Sunday supper last week. And I'm doing that kind of again this week with the Mississippi pot roast. And, well, I love, and of course, you know, we're only, what is today, the third? So we're like three weeks away from my favorite cooking day of the year, oh, yeah, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Day. It's coming, up, it's coming up faster than we think. Yeah, I, you know. Usually Thanksgiving is a very uh, tumultuous time for me. I don't really want to eat because I have, uh, you know, 50 family members screaming and yelling, and then you have the impending doom that is the Egg Bowl that comes at 6 p.m. And, and I just want to make it clear, when you say impending doom, you feel like that one state's favored. Like the, yes. egg, the Egg Bowl is always just a tough, I, emotional day. I hate it, Yeah, to be honest with you. And then, and then you know, that's coming in a, a few oh. weeks, so... We got Jamaican jerk beer can chicken, pork sausage, and all the sides to go with it. Beer can chicken used to be like this. Real, everybody was doing beer can chicken. Mm-hmm. Now nobody does beer can chicken. It's great. It's a great way to cook chicken and keep it moist. Maybe it'll make a comeback like Creed. We can only hope. 
We can only hope. Bobby and Batesville's Thunder and Seasonings. We could have our own seasoning line. Uh, I've actually thought about that. We, we, we do need to have because some we, more Thunder and Lightning products available to the We were the gifted those hot sauces. That's right. And I was like, what if we had our own Our hot friend sauce? Paige Anderson gave us those. They're yeah. delicious, too. I, was t- I think I mentioned that. I don't know if I have or not, but the smoky habanero one, yep. I put it on literally everything I eat at this point. Any, any kind of, like, chili or, any, like, yeah. tacos, that stuff is the best. And yeah. I actually got the dill pickle one's good, too. I know you That's yours. Like, That's you. That's all you, boss. But it doesn't, it's not, it's not real pickly. Okay. It's not. So. It's it's you know it's a nice it's a nice good mixture I guess. Scotty from Pontotoc's doing a shrimp boil for the Ole Miss game. He also wants a shout out to himself. You can have it. He's <laughs> well, an Ole Miss fan. It. You answered his. And his son in law is the golf coach at Houston High School. Go Hilltoppers. Go Heck Hilltoppers. Heck yeah, yeah. That's that's that's, that's Will East neck of the woods. Yeah. Shout out so. to Chris Jones. And, uh, oh, Debbie from Much Space, I've done a great job going solo. Well, well Debbie, i got to be honest with you, was there ever any doubt? Uh, I felt like I had this one in the bag. Uh, you know, Cross and Borky have been, been like anchors on all my potential for all these years. I think Will East is going to have to make a decision about the future of this show uh, very, very soon. Usually very, very when soon. I see clips, I see you yawning and... I'm listening to Borky. He's just, he's talking, and it's like I, I don't care about Michigan. <laughs> just I don't care. I, was, I saw all the stuff happening today with Michigan and with Colorado, and I was just smiling, thinking I'm not going to talk about any of that <laughs> or or golf. Yeah, you're not uh, you're not a big golf. I, I, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, Price Wallace, Brian, you should have your own show. I do have my own show. It's on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Don't miss it. Thunder and Lightning Live. Must not be an avid listener. I know. That's making me sad there. Wait, what? Hold on. There are a few versions of Mississippi Pot Roast. Anyone? We are frying chuck roast balls with cheese, dredged in flour, egg and breadcrumbs, and a mango Carolina Reaper glaze. What? I'm really intrigued by that. What? I don't know what's going on. Fried Mississippi Pot Roast? Yeah. You know. I can like go for fry. that. We like to fry just about everything in Mississippi. Fried Pot not, Roast. That is not something I like I fried Pot Roast. All right. When we come back, let's talk NIL with the man who knows more about it than anyone. Charlie Winfield joins us here from the Bulldog Initiative. We'll talk about what's going on with Mississippi State on the NIL front with him. When we come back, this is Sports Talk Mississippi live in Starkville at the Greater Starkville Development Partnership. Back in a minute. Back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Are you ready? On the Super Talk app, supertalk.fm, and always on your local Super Talk Mississippi station. Sports Talk Mississippi. You're on a Friday afternoon in the fine city of Starkville, my hometown, here at the Greater Starkville Development Partnership. Robbie Falk here on my left. On my right is this man, Charlie Winfield. He is the – we came up with a better title for you the last time we talked. Something I'd like, like one. Something like, you know, El Presidente. Okay. El Presidente of the Bulldog Initiative, the Mississippi State NIL Collective, a man who – I'm willing to say, and you correct me if I'm wrong, the, the, the past six months have been busier for you than maybe before that in your life. Yeah, it's been a lot. It's been a lot. But before I mention that, I have to say, hmm. so we lose 
Borky, there's no cross. Right. Well, we get a falk in a wind field. Right. I don't know what sort of... I, I, don't I call know that a win. You know, if, if, if we had the draft guide out, I'm not sure what sort of grade. I made a great trade. Okay. I, I picked up cash considerations as well. I'll, you'll, I'll talk well, to you okay, later. There we I'll go. talk to you about that later. The player to be named later. Yeah, yeah. We technically yeah. have a law firm right now. That's right. Oh, it, I don't know who. Uh, you would probably get the first name of it. But. So, like, you guys would be, like, you know, reputable and all this. I take on the sleaziest cases. <laughs> You're kind of the Danny DeVito character yeah. in uh, the club. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm like, oh, 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 it's like that. Uh, yeah, I'll take care You're of it. You're Saul Goodman. I'm, I'm, I'm Saul. I'm, that's correct. There, there we go. You're the ambulance. There we go. Uh, he's the fixer. No, <laughs> man, it's been really busy, but it's been really productive. And I think over the past two months, three months, it's really since Zach Selman, you know, kind of stepped to the front and mm-hmm. the Bulldog Initiative is the official collective of Mississippi State and really has started to put the full weight of his department behind what we're doing. It's made a huge difference. We've grown. Marcus Grant, former Bulldog player, now on board. Amy Perkins on board with us. And it's uh, we've had a lot of growth and a lot of positivity in the past two months have, have been really good. It needs to be because yeah. this is a pivotal time. It's really crazy what happens when the athletic director puts the, his support behind you, huh? Well, sometimes it helps when they leave. <laughs> we saw record, I, I'm just, I'm just saw saying, though. Growth. We're I mean, just saying. Draw your own conclusion. Yeah. Right? I wanted to ask you about NIL strategy in terms of how Mississippi State does things for football. Because last year, it was more. It really was more of a focus of let's keep our guys. Mm-hmm. You know, Crumity, Watson, Johnson, Pickering. It was all about bringing those guys back. This year, there are going to be a lot of new faces for Mississippi State on the field in 2024. How do you have to change what you do to to accommodate what the football team wants to do in terms of recruiting? Well, the biggest thing is you just have to have resources available. And so the, that's, we have been working about 30 hours a day, uh, it feels like, over the past several months to try to make sure the resources are in place so that athletes who come to Mississippi State have the opportunities that they're looking for and so it appears attractive to them. You look, we're going to play a football game tomorrow against Kentucky. I think it's 16 Division One transfers that went into Kentucky. You look at LSU this year. Um, the, they need a middle linebacker. They go to Oregon State. They get a guy who's been a four-year starter. And more and more you're seeing um, that. And I think what you're seeing, too, and we'll see, is a difference in the mentality of this staff versus those of, of others, and I think it's very important now not just to retain, but when players are looking to go, to have the type of environment they're looking to go to. Did I get to ask a question? That's why I looked at oh. you a second and went like that. Thank you. Um, you mentioned briefly Marcus and Emmy coming in uh, and helping you out in, in their roles. Kind of walk us through what they're going to do for this and how big a, a hire both of those uh, were for you for the initiative to kind of move this thing forward. Yeah, it's been great. First of all, Marcus Grant, of course. Maybe you've got to be old. I think most people know who Marcus yeah. Grant. If you're yeah. any, I mean, he right? was a coach here. Even if you, if you, even if you weren't paying attention or weren't born when he was a player, he was a coach here. For you a while. know, Marcus is a great story. Marcus came in in 1992, so Mississippi State won the league in '91. Then Marcus comes in, and they're not any good. And in 93, they're just a little better. Mm-hmm. 94, go to the NIT. But in 1995, go to the Sweet 16. They beat Steve Nash, Keith Van Horn yeah. along the way to get there. And that big one over Kentucky where Marcus Grant had a huge role. 23 points, yeah. first time we won at Rupp Arena. 
and end up getting beat by UCLA. Mm-hmm. UCLA star title. player was Ed O'Bannon. Who, Who's kind of the reason you have uh, this extra job now. Yeah, it kind of comes full <laughs> circle, right? And so Ed O'Bannon's kind of what got the NIL kick started. But uh, Marcus Grant, you talk about a guy that can stretch the field. Number one, he's got the credibility of being a former player. He's very good at interacting with former players. But he spent so much time here. You start to think about organization. He was an operations director before he was a coach. And so Marcus is also a guy who comes from a program where he'll tell you they lost their jobs because of NIL, because it wasn't managed right and didn't handle it as well as they should have, and because of the challenges of every day somebody trying to poach a roster. So he brings every type of experience you could want. Emmy uh, spent the past year uh, serving as Miss Mississippi and her job for that year was to basically go across the state of Mississippi, serving as an ambassador for the state, elevating her programs and her charities. Now she's going to get a chance to go across the state with a, a different program, a, a different message mm-hmm. to people. But the thing that she's been able to do is to reach out to people, to talk, to answer the phone calls, and she's been been outstanding. So every look, I mean, this is a big business, and you you got to add to it. The thing that people talk to me the most about when they talk about NIL, and I get it on the text line, and I get it on message boards and, and Twitter and everything else, is like, oh, state's in a bad place, NIL-wise. They're just in a bad place. And I think, you know, we talked, we, we made a joke about it, but John Cohen's comments on the way out the door, were, were, they, 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 they created a perception that Mississippi State NIL was in a bad place. And at that time, maybe it wasn't a bad place. From talking to you recently and everything, I just want you to kind of assure Mississippi State fans at this point, you're, you're in a good place. We are. It, it needs to be better. And yes. that's the thing is it will never it, – it's kind of like a marathon runner. You can do really well and you can accomplish something, but every day you wake up thinking, i got to get faster. Mm-hmm. i got to do better the next time out. And I think for Mississippi State, there is a myth that we're not competitive, and that is a myth. We, we absolutely are. But there is no amount of success – that uh, will ever make you feel satisfied, will ever make you feel like you've done enough. We have more to do. We need people's help. We need Bulldog fans to get involved. You can do that at bulldoginitiative.com. But, look, we're here to compete, and, and we're competing. One of the things that I want to mention, too, is, you know, people talk about NIL like we're just you're just throwing money to players and they just go play on the field. But the the Bulldog Initiative makes a point to get these kids and in, um, in the community and coaching for literacy and all that stuff. Walk me through some of the things that you're doing in that regard to get them out in the community, community service, and giving back to Startville and you know the state. Well, it's interesting is I walked in here to the Startwell Partnership today, had a chance to visit with Paige Watson, who showed they're doing some new videos promoting Startwell. Yeah. And there was a group of Mississippi State athletes not being interviewed, but being in the interviews. I mean, mm-hmm. being in the in the scenes and being in the footage and participating. So it's from little things like that to tomorrow. If you come to Mississippi State, out by MacArthur, you're going to see a number of Mississippi State basketball players signing autographs throughout the day, engaging with our younger fans. Uh, one of the things that I'm so proud of is the number of times they've been in schools. And I'll tell you, one of the things that really touched me is – Back before Christmas last year, it was December 23rd, Jet Johnson, Nathaniel Watson, Will Rogers used their own NIL opportunities to take underprivileged kids on a shopping spree. And they took them to Academy Sports. They each had $300 gift cards. And I'm telling you, it's hard to leave when 
without being touched when a mother comes up to you in tears telling you how much they meant for that kid having a Christmas. Mm-hmm. So when people get involved with the Bulldog Initiative of the Players, it's not a handout. They're doing things. They're getting involved in the community. You're going to see them at our parks, at Cornerstone Park, the new park here. And so that is absolutely important to us. We've seen a lot of NIL collectives sort of coming together over the past few months, and that's something that the Bulldog Initiative has kind of stayed away from. Is, 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 there, is that a part of a strategy there? Well, I'd say there's a couple of things. If you look, a number of collectives are getting together because what they're wanting to do, and I, I don't hold this against them at all, one of the things they're looking at is how do we lobby? How do we approach Congress? How do we do those things? Uh, Mississippi State's got Mark Keenum speaking for it in terms of where it wants to see NIL go, and I'm perfectly comfortable with his relationships and where they are. So. Nothing against it, uh, but, man, we're working hard right here trying to win football games, win basketball games at Mississippi State. That's what you've been you've been working on. I'm glad to see you finally got some help, man. I was I was getting worried about you. I thought I was going to have to come help. Well, my wife kind of <laughs> likes you, me being gone. So. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Yeah, you said you got the players that are signing autographs. Did you need me and Robbie to come by and do hey, anything? Look, man, anytime we can get a celebrity uh-huh. involved. If we know any, we'll call them for you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we'll, we'll let you, we were celebrity waiters. That's got to count for something, right? Robbie's very big in Louisville. Don't underestimate Winston it. County. You think so? I think not as big as Bart. I think after sure, Bart, a lot of ways. Bart and. and <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a comment to make, but Friday, probably not fair. So I was thinking, like after Bart and Andy Kennedy, it might be it might be Robbie. Wow, you think about hey, but I, I give AK know, some We could have up. a yeah, look, and kid, we have a great debate about coaches from Winston County. Van Chancellor, of course, mm, that's the true. Hall of Famer. That's true. Up from down that way. Yep. So, so we'll figure it out. Long list. Charlie, the thanks so much for coming by, Man, clearing up some it. things here on, on for Bulldog. Because I know there's a lot of confusion between Mississippi State fans, but it feels like there's a lot of positive momentum. Oh, there um, is. But we still need you. Bulldoginitiative.com. Come visit us. You heard the man. All right, when we come back, we'll wrap it up here at the Great Greater Startville Development Partnership. Been a great day here in Dallas. Downtown Starville, Mississippi. We'll finish it off strong when we come back. This is uh, Sports Talk Mississippi. I almost said it. I almost said the wrong thing there. <laughs> this is Sports Talk Mississippi here live in Starkville. Sports Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi. I was wondering if you would do that. Uh, Of course. Of course I was going to do that. Sports Talk Mississippi. Wrapping things up with you here on a Friday afternoon. We've had a great show here live at the Greater Startville Development Partnership here in Startville, Mississippi. My favorite remote of the year because it's uh, like a six-minute drive home. Yeah. Normally, normally I'm going to be on the road till it's dark. Not, not tonight. Pretty easy. That's good stuff. And you're headed over to Startville Academy for football, I am. right? Okay. A couple of blocks away. All right. Yeah, not too far. And uh, right when we wrap up, Will, what's, what, what all we got going on tonight? Scoreboard show? Scoreboard show tonight at 10 p.m. No preview show uh, okay. because we had so many games last night on Thursday night. We got uh, 4A, 3A, 2A plus private school playoffs starting tonight. And mm-hmm. uh, like I said, 10 p.m. we'll have the scoreboard show with – the whole gang and uh, breaking down everything that happened and uh, filling out our brackets, which is always fun. 
And, you, and the playoffs start next week, is that correct? For 7A, 6A, and 5A, they start next week. But tonight is uh, 4A, 3A, and 2A. So Robbie's okay. Louis, Louisville uh, Wildcats will be in action. Who are you, Who's Louisville playing tonight? Louisville is playing Itawamba AHS tonight. Oh, I believe Itawamba is like four and seven or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that, that's going to be that, that might be a quick one. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. No, no offense to Itawamba at all, but nah. this this Louisville team is is legit. It's so it's so weird that you think in terms of you know it feels like just the other day it was 108 degrees outside yeah. and we were talking about week one of football and now the playoffs are, are here and for the most part and they're going to be started full full bore. Uh, next week, and we're, start to, start tonight. Yeah, and we're in the stretch run of the college football season, and then we're at the midway point, just past the midway point of the NFL season. I mean, it really does come too quick and, and, and goes too quickly for us here. But plenty of football left to enjoy. So the scoreboard show tonight, 10 p.m. Uh, we'll wrap up everything that happened, I guess, in the first round of those playoff games on uh, 4A, 3A, 2A, plus the uh, the, MA, the MAIS. Playoffs, go. which of course, like I said, Robbie's covering Startville Academy. Okay, I mean, uh, no, no St. Allen. Those playoffs, first winless just, season in school history. Just missed the cut. This no, year, normally, every year on on, the, on these high school Fridays, I like to jab at Will East. Like, tell me what St. Allen's doing. I didn't ask one time this year. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't even want to hear about it, man. You didn't even ask me about the Winston Academy in St. Allen. I texted you. I said, hey, y'all, y'all got us. <laughs> Pretty good on that one. So, not a great year for my beloved Flashes. Not a great year for my beloved Bulldogs, either. Not a great year for my beloved Saints. Maybe I should give up football. I think football <laughs> should be canceled, right? <laughs> I'm just saying, for safety reasons, it's not too late to save lives. Uh, what a huge college football weekend this is uh, here in this state with, with Ole Miss, Texas A&M, with Mississippi State, uh, Kentucky, with Southern Mississippi, and Louisiana Monroe. All three teams... Those are games that all three schools we could. I think that may be the first one since the opening weekend where we could come in and say all three teams in this state, all of the big three, won. We got a, got a, got a, a chance for that to happen. You know, I think Ole, I think Ole Miss is going to win. Um, I think Southern Mississippi can win. Oh, sorry, let me change that. The, the, Southern Mississippi should win, and then I think Mississippi State can win. Is that fair? Yeah, I think that's fair. Well, I mean. I mean, Southern Miss is favored mm-hmm. technically. Yeah, but I mean, two and six, one and seven. I feel like I feel like I can say that the home team should win. They should. They should. We'll see. And that's going to set up a really interesting week next week. You know, for Mississippi State traveling to Texas A and M. I mean, two coaches that are on every hot seat article we look at right now: Zach Arnett and Jimbo Fisher, for two totally different reasons. Right. Right. And then, if Ole Miss wins this game, you know. You think about the, the history of Ole Miss football. Their trip to Athens is going to be in that pantheon of their of their all time great games. If if they go over there with a chance, and especially if if something happens in Tuscaloosa mm-hmm. and LSU gets the win there, then all of a sudden everything's up for grab for the Rebels. So that'll be a very interesting game, uh, very interesting week if we get everything going that way uh, this weekend here in uh, in college football. Plenty to talk about next week on Sports Talk Mississippi. As we, like I said, the college football season, you know, we're, we're the, the push for the uh, the postseason and the playoff and everything else is happening for us here. So we'll have a lot to talk about there. A lot to talk about on the, uh, the Thunder and Lightning podcast. I don't yes. know if you're familiar with that. It's a it's a podcast. A little podcast. A little podcast. A little number one. In for, like three weeks, we are the number one college football news podcast in Nepal. Pretty big in Nepal, if I say so. I myself. think in terms of things being big in Nepal, 
<laughs> one, Mount Everest. Two, the Thunder and Lightning podcast. Three, I mean, Bob Seger's Katmandu. I mean, I'm going to take you to Katmandu. <laughs> I remember when that was a bar down in Jackson. People would go to the Katmandu. Uh, in fact, we had we had a, we, the Thunder and Lightning. We had a, we had a rumblings question about that. I don't know if you knew this, uh, Will Holgo was an assistant coach at Mississippi College in the mid-90s. And we were like, gosh, you had to be at the dock every weekend. <laughs> There's just no question that that was the case. So, Thunder and Lightning Podcast, Rebel Report, Eagle Hour. You can get your fix for college football and, of course, Sports Talk Mississippi five days a week. Harvey Falk, thank you for coming out and joining me. We appreciate you. Will Lease, thanks for riding along with me today. I've had a lot of fun. Thanks yes, to everybody sir. here at the Greater Starville Development Partnership. Thanks to Alex, to Houston, to Scary Gary for setting everything up. Three hours worth of work by myself. That's more than I usually do in a month. Back's hurt. Tired. Carried this show yet again. Back with you guys on Monday. Thanks for joining me from here on Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll see you again on Monday morning. Afternoon? Afternoon. See ya. Yeah. Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWG Employer Services. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.